Hi everyone, this is Malin Barr from the movie Honeyduke, and I'm here with the Horror Squad podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, episode number 170. Tonight we're talking about Honeydew, directed by Devaru Milburn, and we also have the lead actress as an interview that Joe and Steve sat down with, uh, Malin Barr, so stay tuned for that. I'm one of your co-host, Todd. We have Sam sipping on some iced coffee. We have Steve with an It hat on and nothing else, which is curious. And we have Joe rocking a blue Speedo. How is everybody? Hello. All right, Joe, and your Thank blue you. Speedo. It's yes. Are you when a board you... shorts guy or you uh, just wear whatever guy? Like wear shorts, regular shorts guy. I wear, what are board shorts? Like surfer, like uh, shorts, but are like for the pool. Oh, no, I don't wear those. I wear shorts, just like normal shorts. Like basketball Not shorts or something? Basketball shorts. Yeah. Well, like, um, I don't know. I have a pair of black shorts that are like my favorite that I wear the most. So they're not car. They're not cargo though. I used to wear cargo shorts and then everyone made fun of me. What's wrong with cargo shorts? I I don't know. There's, there's some sort of uh, stigma that, that came about within the last few years about cargo shorts. I don't know. Sam's a fashionista. Maybe she knows. Well, thanks. Well, I thought Todd was maybe asking about like, as in swimming, what do you wear to swim? I I was, but then he went on a tangent, so I let it go. (laughs) I mean, I wear just swim trunks. Yeah, like normal. dad used or dad used to. Oh my god, Joe used to look like a dad kind <laughs> He's of. Calling him dad. <laughs> he wear, Can like, I tell you guys something sandals. really quick? Never mind. I should. I should not. Never mind. Oh, okay. No, well, I need to hear it, but we'll okay, that later. Don't. No, you got, none you of the, can't, you none can't of say, the listeners not... <laughs> judge me, but I was telling my friend Michelle about this story last week. And That's my mom's name, by the way. Shout out to Michelle's. Shout out to Michelle's. That's Joe's sister's. Oh wow! Name. Steve, do you have a Michelle in your life? No, I don't. <laughs> so do you, we do you talking... have a do you have a Michelle? Since you're a Canadian, I know. There's like <laughs> Michelle or Michelle. No, yes. I don't have a okay. Michelle either. <laughs> and now All you right. just made it awkward because now I'm like getting more nervous to tell this oh, story. Just tell it. Okay, so one time Joe and I we were messing around oh. and oh, I. Yes. I don't normally do this. Um, I don't normally like really. Okay, I'm probably saying too much, but don't judge me, guys. So I think I tried to say like daddy or something. I was like trying to switch it up. And my voice, my voice like cracked in my, you know, where it gets dry and like you all of a sudden like can't talk. So all that came out, I was like, dad. (laughs) Hi, daddy. Hit it, hit it like that. <laughs> I afterwards, I was like, Joe, did you hear me say dad? And he's like, what? He's like, he said, no way. I said, oh my God, I almost died of laughter because I was trying to say like daddy, but I was like, dad, <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> so every time, so when I just said dad and I called Joe dad, I'm like, God damn it. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. I didn't know where that he's was like, going. I'm glad I didn't hear that because. He's yeah, like, no. yeah, that would have been a turn off. I'm like, you you don't think I know that? <laughs> oh yeah, dad. <laughs> you don't think I'll wet in the pipes a little bit more next time? Wet in the pipes. Have a cup of water before you start dirty talk, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, there you go. That's a good good advice for all the listeners for sure. 
But all right, I, I don't know how we how we went from cargo shorts to that. Oh but. yeah, cargo Did shorts. Because you, you're, I you know. looked the cargo sh- the cargo shorts and the dad, and then Joe's always like talking about how he looks like a dad. So. so so is cargo shorts a dad look then? Is that what you're saying? I think it was how you wore them. Oh okay. So Todd Todd is Todd okay in cargo shorts? Are you are you well, I'm advocating? Actual dad, though. He is. So it works because <laughs> I got to carry stuff, you know. <laughs> it's true. Um. As long, but what kind f- of shoes do you wear with them, Todd? Um, you know, like some regular athletic shoes, something like that. It's like a, a dad look. <laughs> <laughs> um, the brand. Uh, let's think my current one are Adidas right now. See, Adidas are hot when guys are they wear hot? Adidas. They're some hot. Great, They're some great Adidas. Okay. They're cute on guys. I think but as Joe long as was, Joe is wearing New Balances from the seventies. Oh, they're white with grass stains. And like yes. ankle, like loose, like <laughs> socks that kind of he kind of slouched and stacked upon his little old ankle. Mm-hmm. Wow, so the elastics are worn out. He's ready. He just needs calling. a baby now. <laughs> oh hell no! Yeah, the only thing I have against he's like is men wearing. He's rolling socks. his shoes underneath the desk. <laughs> men like, men wearing socks and sandals is a no go. You can't do that, guys. Mm. Yeah, Steve, Steve looks like he wears sandals and socks. I don't know. <laughs> never never no no i used to date a guy who wore sandals and socks like that's all there? he wore even in the winter keyword that's used weird. today but they were they were adidas sandals so they didn't see adidas again they didn't look that it didn't look that bad yeah but he has to be ready to defend you at all times you can't defend you in sandals it's true. he used to be flopping around this is true he's smacking his feet i don't like that guy that's why he's your ex Good point. Joe wears New Balances. Those are broken in, ready to go. He can do lawn. They are. He can run. He can play basketball on the whim. He's good. They got they got grass stains in, on them too. You don't have the New Balances anymore, Joe. No, before <laughs> he before he visited me for the first time when he flew to Wichita, he like threw them away. But I never said anything about the shoes. That was his own doing. So now I give him crap because he told me that story. I was I, like, I wouldn't have minded the shoes. I do have. Light brown New Balances that I use just for yard work. So that yeah, I guess that is a, a dad thing. I don't know. But it doesn't yeah. matter, Todd. I'm sure you look just great. Thank you. All right, you Steve. Got, you want to yeah, get some questions? Let's move it along, Dad. All right. So you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or on our Discord, which is uh, you know. Horror Squad podcast, but you gotta ask us for the link because Discord is an asshole like that. So, uh, but it's a great time in there. People are awesome. Always some great discussions going on. So, the first series of questions comes to us from Captain Amazing eighty five. What production company do you get excited to see when their logo comes on screen? Ooh, um, I mean a twenty four. Obviously, I was gonna for say me. for sure it's you. It's a twenty four. Yeah, I'm the A24 head here. Although they're, you know, they they don't they're not completely perfect. I mean, there have been a couple that I haven't loved, but usually A24 is right up my alley. Um, you know, I, I I'm always excited whenever I see um, uh, God, what is it? Lionsgate? Lionsgate always puts out great stuff, so I'm always excited to see them too. And you know, I mean, Blumhouse. They're I know they're hit or miss, but I'm always perk up a little bit when i see blumhouse because they do occasionally put out great stuff so those are good ones um twisted pictures is a good one i think so, they do saw they have that 
really cool one. And then mm-hmm. I like Anchor Bay's on their Blu-ray releases, if we're counting that. And um, I like the old, really old Universal one with like the Earth and it's rotating. That one has a really cool. I don't know. It takes you back when you see that one. So Universal. That's a great question. Who asked this? It's a uh, Chuck. Chuck is awesome. He sent me my trivia questions. <laughs> so shout out to you. Um, I would definitely say um, Lionsgate. Like I remember later on in life when I started going to watch horror movies, when I would see Lionsgate, I'd get so excited. Also Blumhouse. And then uh, is it legendary? I believe I would get excited. And then what's the one where the girl's in the corner and it like pans back and forth with like the rocking chair and it's like floating upside down. Is that a Blumhouse? And I'm just That's Blumhouse. It? Yeah. I always thought it was Blumhouse else, yeah. and also Ghost House, which I believe is Ghost. A I think division. it might be Ghost House. I believe that's a division of Blumhouse, but I could yeah, be wrong. I like that one too. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's like it gets you ready, you know, like you feel that's like you're going up the roller coaster, you know, and you like checking your seatbelt to make sure it's extra tight. That's what I feel like when I see those. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, the New Line Cinema logo always scared me because it I just thought of Freddie. Like, cause it always that's immediately what I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, if we're talking horror, um, new line cinema is, uh, the one that I f- thought of first, uh, even though the first thing that pops up in my head, isn't a horror film. Um, when I see it and it's a horror film, I know it's going to be something, uh, something special. Um, also Columbia pictures, uh, just because of ghostbusters. Uh, I just love seeing that girl kind of holding the torch and it's, uh, I associate with that and Twisted Pictures is also a good one. But if we're talking non-horror for me, it's definitely a Marvel and a Disney, which <laughs> just because I'm a big fan of those. I like a Band Apart too for Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. You just don't see it often, right? Because right. <laughs> so he's only made nine, 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 nine films. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. His next question is what food and drink pairs best with each subgenre of horror? Example, beer and pizza is great for a slasher movie. Ooh, cheat. Ooh. Ooh, art house horror movie, cheese and wine, obviously. You know, you get. You <laughs> Is that on, really you, a thing you do? <laughs> you, yeah, you put on, I put on like a, a 24 movie and I'll get out like my cheese board and a little bit of some bread and I'll cut it and drink my wine, you know, put my pinky up while I drink get it. Get some sausage too. Make sure you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what do you say for slashers? Beer and what? Beer and nachos? Pizza. Beer and pizza. pizza. Yeah, beer and pizza is the perfect thing for to sit down and watch a slasher. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't pair food with my movies, but maybe I should start. I kind of like that idea. I think you I think you pair it with theater releases, right? You always get like the usual thing. Like yeah. I get nachos, Sam gets nachos, and I like a good yeah. hot dog too during movies. But I want to specifically pair my food. Like, so if it's a slasher movie, I got, I'm going to order my beer and pizza. Yeah. If it's like a ghost movie, I'm going to go get, uh, make some ghost toast. If ghost anyone toast? Knows what, if anyone what knows what that? ghost. So ghost toast is. Uh, Tell just, me, daddy. Uh, it's just. <laughs> yeah, dad. It's toast. Just you make toast and then you spread fluff and utter on, or fluff, not fluff and utter, fluff. Oh, like the Jiffy Puff? Yeah, like the Jiff Fluff. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was just like a cum joke. Mm -hmm. And then you take, (laughs) no, then you take some uh, chocolate chips and you make like a little ghost face. Such a dad thing to do. (laughs) My my mom used to do that. She used to make (laughs) it for me. (laughs) I'll say one thing is that I don't 
whenever, so when I order nachos and I'm eating it and if it's like a ghost film or something, um, I'm always like shit. Cause you have to be so quiet when eating it. Cause the theater's so quiet. Um, and you can't like open the candy or whatever. So I feel like nachos and any kind of candy is good for like a teen horror. Cause everyone's fucking loud. Yeah, you know, Sam, this could be a career opportunity for you. You could be the first horror sommelier, you know, where people just send you a horror movie they're going to watch and you give them exactly what they should pair with it. I think oh that would be God, an I awesome opportunity for you. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. I'm going to do so it. So what would, what would you pair with tonight's movie, Honey? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. You'd have to go with steak. Like, I would have to recommend steak for you guys. I like it. And right. vanilla cupcakes. All right. Yeah, I think they were vanilla that he had. It looked like vanilla, yeah. yeah sure. But I would say don't eat. How about you just get a Sprite because your stomach might get a little oozy towards the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it does depend on the movie. But for me, popcorn is like the classic, uh, especially during a horror film because it gives you something to like st- stress eat on, you know, because <laughs> there's a lot of it unlike like anything else to kind of last five minutes and you're done, whereas popcorn can last you the whole movie you know if you take it uh, big enough um that's tough i'd have to really think about this one but uh sam we'll the, make it a the whole movie you're ordering too small steve <laughs> <laughs> the jumbo no the jumbo bucket can last you the whole movie for sure not if you and i are eating it joe <laughs> oh, will yeah. eat it all and i'm like what the heck <laughs> I, I was pacing say, myself i got through about a quarter of con godzilla with my twizzlers and i was i was pretty happy with that i made it that far into the movie with my twizzlers so do you have any of you guys put candy or like chocolate in your popcorn? Apparently, that's a yes. popular thing. Apparently, it's so good. Like with the Reese pieces or doing M and M's. Also, this is not candy, but um, putting jalapenos in your popcorn is so good. Never had that one. Jalapenos and popcorn. Um, we'll do like cho- chocolate syrup every now and then. Drizzle some, Ooh. and then and then do a little shake, so you get a little even layer on it. That's always pretty good. Or caramel. Ooh. I like that. I love me a good caramel corn. Mm. Like Cracker Jacks. I haven't yeah. had Cracker Jacks in forever. Oh, so good. Okay, I Dad. I only eat them. I no nowadays. I really only eat them whenever I go to a baseball game. But like, they're 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 still delicious. Out of everything that they have to offer, Cracker Jacks is one of your picks. Yeah, because it's fun. Because then, like, you put your hand up, and then they throw the bag from like really far, like away, and you catch and you, it. And, and it's you, like and you, you it's panic. Experience. <laughs> yeah, you panic makes you. Oh, I don't want to blow this. <laughs> yeah, they oh, were talking, watching me. I remember, like, right after COVID happened, they were talking about how like it's probably never gonna happen again. You're like when you order like you get like a hot dog at a ball uh, game, and then like the whole the whole crowd like hands the hot dog down yeah. to you. I was like, now looking that, down at it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, was probably yeah. ne- that was sadly probably never happened again but you know maybe maybe Good. with them we're getting maybe down the road like in 10 years it'll still it'll come yeah. back but it is kind of gross when you think about it shout out to all the baseball fans man we're uh, a couple weeks into the season good stuff yeah 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 red Sox are on a little bit of a tear you know yeah. start off slow but uh yeah one of our listeners went to i think the home opener uh for his for the team reds, there yeah. ryan yeah so pretty cool yeah. go uh, team go one more theater food question i don't know if this is just a canadian thing or you guys do in the u.s too but here uh if you get butter on your popcorn and you want butter you have to pay for it at the counter 
And if you don't want to pay for it, they point you to this like questionable uh, orange sludge that they have for free, like near the napkins. Do you guys do that too? Or is that a Canadian what, thing? What is it? You have to pay for butter? Yeah. So, yeah, so when That's you get a popcorn, weird. you have to, if you want, like, I guess, you know, layered butter or whatever, Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you have to pay for it. It's a, I think it's a dollar per layer. What? Um, that and sucks. if you if you don't take it, they point you to like this really questionable orange sludge that's uh, that you do yourself, like that's oh. close to the drinks and stuff. So, I so you, you wait, but it's still butter, right? Like, so it's a like different type of butter. Or? I, I really I I couldn't tell you. It's it's um, a it's a big mystery. Yeah, we have to I, pay for butter here. Really, that's so weird. I mean, I don't think we ever ask for. Maybe we don't, but when I like back in Kansas, you would pay for the extra butter. If you wanted like just, extra it's, butter, it's already buttered so much that it's like you rarely ask for. That's yeah. Oh, I guess they don't, Joe. The butter thing no. is well, it used to be out where you could do it yourself. Yeah, it's like what Steve's talking about. There's like a little thing, like thing you press the button and like the shit oh. comes out and you can so just like, like put a- as much as you want on it. Huh, interesting. I've never been charged for butter, even behind the counter when they do it. Ever? Like not even a long time ago? No, and whenever I do my business traveling, I always go to the movies. So like mm-hmm. I've never been charged in any of the states yeah. I visited. That's yeah, weird. I don't, oh. I don't I don't remember either Todd getting charged for like the butter. So I always oh, make okay. them swim in it too. Like, nope. Give me give <laughs> yeah. me it. Sometimes it's too much. It like makes the popcorn like soggy, soggy. and it kind of like yeah. curls up. Yeah, give me a little tummy ache too. You, you don't you notice too much when like you have to put napkins under the butter because it's leaking through the bag, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Like, too much, too much. Uh his last question. What is the strangest gift you have ever received? Oh, well, that's a great question. Strangest gift. Hmm. This is a tough one. I got one. All right. Um, high school a acquaintance not like a friend talk during class one of those people you know um gave me a christmas present and it was just him and a, a picture of him and his family i was like oh thanks buddy but it wasn't like a like never went to his house never came to my house just talked to that couple periods throughout school and that's a little bizarre yeah uh, yeah <laughs> him and his family smiling by like a christmas tree with dogs and stuff i'm like oh Aww. do you still have it <laughs> yeah can we put it up in the discord uh no I don't. <laughs> fine that would have been funny uh i can't think of anything i've gotten like super strange but like when i went trick-or-treating once this guy like didn't have anything so he gave us like a half-eaten pie it's like a full-on yeah, that's pie questionable. <laughs> he's like here you go kid yeah he probably stuck his dick in it yeah <laughs> What'd you do with it though? You didn't eat it, right? No, we didn't eat it. No, we took it. We took, we took it and just threw it away. Should have thrown it on his hood of his car or something. Yeah, well, we weren't little dick. We weren't little shits like that back in the day. Although we did do some shitheads things. Like I remember we used to like go out. Like we'd sneak out of my friend's house when we sleep over, and like we would uh, like take people's trash barrels and put them in the middle of the road because we thought it was funny. So. And nowadays you got cameras on every house i got all oh i know yeah, yeah yeah no yeah it was nothing like that back then <laughs> i can't really think of anything hmm. um, I think. 
Yeah, I, I got like at least one dirty gift. I don't even know if I should share. But other is than it that, your girl, the girlfriend that got you something? That's what I was hoping yeah. we'd hear a story. Yeah, about. It, it was I, the actually the farmer girl that I. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's she, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, but, I told my story, so you got to tell yours. Well, it's not it's something too crazy. I mean, she she gave me a used pair of panties, uh, thinking that it was like a message, I guess. Oh! Did it have uh, streak? Did it have brown streak in it? No, thanks. <laughs> but it, it, it was, yeah. It, like, it, it, I'm it a dirty girl. It, Steve. It, was, it was like a thong, so there oh. wouldn't be. <laughs> hey, you never know. It could be just, I guess, thong brown ish. Yeah. It's just, it was just weird. I was just like, why? You didn't <laughs> you think know? it was hot? No. Yeah, I think I would. I would be totally down into that if Sam like did that or something. I'd be like, all <laughs> right. Even if I gave it to you now, Joe, and I was like, here you go. Yeah. Because like you can just go in the closet. No, but if they were like, you'd have to be like, I'm assuming they were like used panties, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, maybe it's, it's not my thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like, here, I'm on my period. <laughs> like, oh, that's gross. I, I, I literally, you, go, Dad. you know what my reaction was? My, my reaction was, do you want me to put in the like washing machine for you? I don't know. Like, I didn't understand what uh, I wasn't thinking along those lines, like at all. But she was so weird. Yeah, I... Steve, that would have made me more attracted to you if I was like the one giving you my underwear and you're like, I don't know what to do. I'd be like, oh, okay. So you, it's a test. You're not like into sniffing people's underwears. Maybe you are, but it's fine. It happened soon after an incident that she had with me. That oh. also involved me doing laundry. So it was, uh, I don't know. What, you guys played like housemaid no, or something? No, she... Uh... <laughs> Should I even say it? Um, I'll edit it out. She if pooped I on the bed. She peed. In, she peed my bed. Uh, like on uh, accident? Apparently, I, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I've I've wet the bed. I'm not ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it was awkward. It was I was like, embarrassed in front of Joe. Yeah. I was I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she her, was really her, drunk. Yeah. For her to her too, but then she just like wakes me up in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. Like I don't know what to do. You know, our uh, laundry facilities closed because it's only open oh, between no. six and eight. You know, or whatever. And, it's just awesome. I feel like that's a common thing because even my friend who I was talking about earlier, she's like peed a few times to where her husband's like, you got to stop, like stop <laughs> peeing the bed. And she's like, I can't help it. Like if I'm drunk, I don't know. My body doesn't know to get up. Yeah, Shout I haven't Michelle. done it in a long time. No, it was a long time. But I remember like I woke up and there was like pee and I was like too tired. I just slept in it. I was like, whatever. <laughs> because functional, functional alcoholics right there. Yeah. Yeah. Urine's pretty clean, you know? Yeah, exactly. Stinks like urine though. <laughs> yeah, but. Or it's one of those pees where like it smells like right. whatever you ate, you know? Sorry, it was a cold night. It kept me a little warmer, you know? Oh gosh, that's the worst. Move along, Steve. (laughs) So next, thank you, Chuck, for the questions. Uh, Spurred some great discussions. Uh, Next here is a questions from horror fan Ryan. If the horror squad was a slasher movie, what role would everyone be in? Is Sam for sure the final girl, or do you see her as the killer? Ooh, I could see Sam as the killer for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be offended if I wasn't the final girl. What's your motive, Sam? She'd be the innocent. Um, that Joe has everyone fooled that he's such a sweet guy and he's not a little brat. Whoa. And I would be like, and I would try to like tell Todd and Steve and they would be like, yeah, right. You're the bitch of the couple. And I'd be like, I'll show oh you. God. Whoa. Not that, I mean, if I thought, if I spent a second thinking about it, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who um, would die first? I'm going to say me. 
I think. But then, I would what's die the point first. of me killing Steve and Todd? Oh, okay. Like, I feel well, like for... you would have to be my last kill. You're right. Yeah. So I think then Steve would die first because Todd is like the survivor. <laughs> so yeah. So Todd, Todd would Todd would live for a while. Todd might even be a survivor with me, you know. Thank you. And then yeah, and then Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Can I be like Steve... Can I be like Dewey where I come back in the end? Steve would be like the Randy where like everyone loves him, but he has to die. <laughs> man, that still gets me every time it's mentioned. I Randy know. dying, man. So, such a bummer. Jeez. I hope he comes back some way somehow in this new one, like in, they, uh, in video format again. Or they, something. Do, they, do wor- they do worse things with continuity in movies. They can bring him back completely if they wanted to. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll have a long lost son in, from high school. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, what was his sister, right? In the last one or in part three, right? His sister brought the tape. So we'll see what happens this time. <laughs> All right. Um, and our last series of questions tonight is from uh, Mr. Mando. So our little buddy from uh, the Let's XP Gaming podcast. First question, is there a more 90s horror movie than The Faculty? Just rewatched it the other day and man, it's super cheesy. <laughs> I love The Faculty. Though. I love The Faculty. Yeah, it's great. It's the last it time you guys super, watched it though. Super 90s. So uh, not too long ago. Years ago. Yeah. It, I haven't seen it, it since the 90s, I think. It's really, it still holds really? up, man. It's still a really fun time. I mean, yeah, it's cheesy, but it's it's good cheese. I'll have to watch it for our '90s decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. It definitely, I don't think would make my like top of the '90s decade. But I don't know. The '90s ha- is pretty rough, so it, it very well may. But it, it's good. It's a good time. You get John Stewart in there too. I think anything made in the '90s that's in high school, which is a lot. <laughs> You know, uh, faculty disturbing behavior, scream. I mean, there's a there's a ton of '90s uh, like the craft even. I know what you did. Yeah, it was just you know. I think all of them are so '90s. It's and it, I think '90s maybe more than any other uh, decade. I feel is like separated into like the early '90s and the late '90s are two totally different uh, styles and and things. So uh, I don't know. I can't think of another decade where there's such a big gap between the two sides of the same decade. Like I really feel the early nineties was really like color poppy and everything like that. Whereas the late nineties was dark and like, you know, rap and just violence. and So many rappers. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so yeah, but that, yeah, I'd say any of those really are probably the quintessential nineties horror movies. I'm very, actually, I think I'm most interested to hear Sam's, top 90s movies because like i don't know i feel like i just i i don't know i i love the 90s so much like it just had the best music the best style and that's when i was able to start going like in middle school i would go to see scary movies like i didn't really think of it as a horror genre i was just like oh my god this is gonna be a scary movie like I can't wait to see it and just the way like they all made me feel and then you would see them in the magazines and it's just like it was I don't know it seemed like it carried on because then you would get the cd the soundtrack it was like an experience that lasted for a while instead of just watching it one time and then you're done and over with like maybe kind of now more so Yeah, the, the, when we do the 90s decade, that's when I'm definitely have to go back and revisit some of these movies. Because, like, I have, like, fond memories of I Know What You Did Last Summer, but it's, like, a really, it's a pretty bad movie, like, when I think back on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have my master list already, like, mm-hmm. 25 movies that 
uh, I think could be top tens. I'm going to rewatch some of them because, yeah, so, you know, especially lately, I find nostalgia has been, especially the 90s nostalgia. I'm rewatching movies. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's, that that's off the list. Uh, like first week or second week of July. Okay. So like the mid year. Oh, we should cover. Uh, I know what you did last summer for Fourth of July. Since yeah. it's the Fourth of July movie, that could be fun. Yeah, we, Ooh, we should do. We should do the sequels too. We should do like. There's like. <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen Part Three, so I oh, would really? love to. We should do. Uh, I know. I still know, and I'll always. Yeah. Yeah. No, we could. Um, all right. His next question: Pitch me a horror movie you'd like to make. I can't because I don't want anyone to steal my idea. I came up with it a couple years ago when I started working uh, on the train tracks. I don't even think I've even told Sam. Write it up, idea. Man. So write it. I, I, I actually do want to write a script for it because, like, it's a really good idea. It's but it's a I will say it's found footage style, which right up my wheelhouse, obviously. On the railroads, huh? Yeah, something like that. Here. But uh, yeah, it revolves around a maintenance guy or electrician like yourself, someone in the service, like that kind of industry. Right, on the right no, side. no, no, it's about so I'll get I'll, I'll no, give you a little no, bit. I'll give you a little bit. I'll give you a little bit. It okay, so Look it's about uh, like it. a group of <laughs> it's about a group of uh teens, teens or 20 somethings, you know, um, that sneak down uh onto the tracks uh when you know the trains stop running and they find their way into an abandoned uh tunnel and something happens while they're supernatural or are we talking no no okay. whatever so fucking, so I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just give you the whole fucking idea i don't really care because hold on let me right. write this down so uh so they find their way to an abandoned tunnel they stumble upon a bunch of military uh gear and barrels uh when they're down there like this is really weird then they go down further into the tunnel and they start their you know partying and whatnot because they you know, that's like what they do. They there's like a whole community of people that go down and you know party in these tunnels and stuff like that. Um, and then all of a sudden they hear rumblings and weird shit. And basically, um, hills have eyes style stuff where uh, you know uh, secret military operations were going on down there, and these humanoid creature things uh, attack them all. Right, it man. Yeah. <laughs> right it dude that'd be fun i have yeah i have an idea i have the ending i have it all i just yeah i just put it on paper i see it put on paper yeah all right mine is set on christmas so you got the christmas tunes going right um probably set in like an office building or something and there's like a young um up-and-comer quick starter whatever you want to call her executive right She's gets, she has to stay behind to do extra work. She's mad, blah, blah, blah. She goes downstairs, get out. Oh man, parking garage is closed. There's a security guard there. Oh, my freaking car won't start. So she goes to the guard's office. He's a really nice guy. He's just, you know, misunderstood. He's a really nice guy, good looking, whatever. Offers to help and she bites his head off. She's being super mean to him. Maybe his name, Tom, we'll say Tom. Long story short, she like slights him. She's really mean. He buys her like a nice dress. He's like, hey, I had this dress. I had this food. I'll share it with you too. He has a nice dog. She likes the dog, but she's just really mean to him. And Tom has to defend himself from this evil executive lady. And it will be set in like maybe like a parking garage. 
Ooh, that's my pitch. I like that's my it. Pitch. Yep. That sounds good. Sam will really like that. that I think. I think yeah. I think I would really like that one. <laughs> you have one, Sam? Um, not off the top of my head. I don't. I feel like it would be something about where like a girl and a guy goes away on a weekend trip to like a cabin or something. Um, it can be around the holidays or maybe they're going to some someone's family for the holidays and something happens on the actual car ride um yeah something like that cool uh here's one i wrote years ago uh, that i always liked but i'm never gonna make so um so it's a set in chicago in the 1920s a guy loses his uh wife and two daughters in an accident and uh, he's a photographer. So a c- couple of months later, he's, uh, he only stopped taking pictures because uh, he's too bummed out. But uh, someone solicits his help to get uh, some pictures done of uh, her daughter. So he re- reluctantly agrees because he does need the money and he does need to get back into it. So he goes over to the girl's house and he says, you know, where's your daughter? And she says, oh, they're going to bring her in soon. And they bring in a coffin and her daughter's is dead and they want a memento mori. So they want a picture of her deceased. He reluctantly agrees to do it because he does need the money. And that night he has visions of that little girl haunting him. So he starts to freak out and he starts being really scared. And then someone else approaches him and says, well, I hear you take pictures of the dead. I'd like to have a picture of my grandfather. And he, again, reluctantly agrees to do it, takes a picture of him, and then gets haunted by the girl and the old man. Uh, And then he starts going on a downward spiral where he becomes obsessed with taking pictures of dead people and sees them all the time. And eventually he becomes mad and thinks of an idea that what if he digs up his wife and his daughters and takes a picture of them, will he get to see them in the afterlife? So in in one night, he digs them up, puts them on the bed, takes pictures of them, and he doesn't see them as ghosts and he just goes mad and kills himself. So that sounds great. I like yeah. it. That sounds good. <laughs> how, about, how about you write the book version, Steve? Yeah, I thought about it. Uh, it's, it's complicated because period pieces and stuff. There's a lot of research and uh-huh. uh, especially type of cameras from the 1920s because I need it to be where cameras are rare enough that people would solicit someone for pictures, but not so rare that. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it was a, it was a fun script. It's just because it's a period piece. I never thought I would ever do it. So that's that. I call it the forlorn. And his final question is: Who is getting more horror ink next? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, definitely. I actually messaged uh, messaged my tattoo artist the other day. So I'm hoping to get in maybe next month or the end of this month. So yeah, I'm going Freddy. That's the plan. Nightmare on Elm Street related tattoo so yeah i'm excited hopefully soon keep an eye on the discord i'll post it when uh i go in are you ever gonna get another one i I always think about it but then i spend money on like movies and don't (laughs) what would you uh what would you want to get todd um i want to get some jason stuff like i want to yeah all mine are evil dead besides yeah all of them are evil dead the horror ones are all evil deads i want to get some jason what about something um, Dawn, since you love it so much? Well, I need to cover up one of my Dawn tats because it came out terribly. So I mm-hmm. want to make that into like a Jason mask or something. Um, but those are kind of like more difficult. I guess I could do one of the iconic zombies from there, but maybe Machete Zombie would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been thinking about Jason for a while, though. I just need to do it. 
Ooh, or a Romero tattoo would be cool since you love That'd Romero nice. so much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to see the tattoo that you want to get covered up, Todd. You should put it in the chat sometime. Our chat, anyway. Okay. If you yeah. think of And it, for the record, if you make a machete uh, dead, then it's Line of the Dead. <laughs> it's not Dawn anymore. No, you got machete zombie. You got the one that gets the machete. Oh, yeah. The, oh, that one. Tom okay. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking yeah. about um, I'm thinking Tom Savini? Yeah, Tom Savini himself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I'd love to get one as well. It's just my wife's not like super open to the idea. So uh, I don't know. One one day I'll whittle get her down to get it. Get it on your butt cheek, Steve. Yeah, that well, way that's, like... she'll, she'll see it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. then no one else can see it. Is she just not like tattoos? She's not a fan. Well, I, I mean, I have a full sleeve, so it's not like... Oh, okay. Um, it's just, I don't know. She doesn't want me to get more, so. Okay. What's on your sleeve? I don't know if I've ever it, seen it's, it. It's just a spider. Nothing. Spider. Oh, okay. Yeah, nothing crazy. Just get her name. Get her name, and then she can yeah, shut no. up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you, Sam, are you gonna get some uh, some tats done? Um, I don't know. I always change my mind, so we'll see. I definitely want to do like another Halloween tattoo, like a spooky one, but nothing horror movie related. I don't think. You should get like a jack o' lantern with a black cat on top of it, sitting. That'd be cool. That would be cute. I don't know. I feel, I don't know. We'll see. Like a little one, like on your wrist or something. Yeah, that'd be cute. All right. So uh, that's all the questions we had this week. Thank you everyone for the questions. We super appreciate it. And now, and I know they need our support because their shop got shut down uh, in Canada. So, uh, you know, listen to our little ad and support uh, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Uh, what we doing? What watched? Yeah. What watched? What you guys been watching? I'll go first. Uh, so this week I had a double shout out on the same what watched. Um, so I was lo looking through Joe's group uh, the other day and somebody by the name of Katie uh, said it was her birthday. So happy birthday, Katie. Happy and birthday. She love Katie. Happy birthday, Katie. She's yeah. awesome. Um, and she said, for my birthday, you guys should watch something pre-1970. So I'm like, Ooh, sure. I did. I did tonight. Nice. So I figured, why not? So I told her, happy birthday. I'll watch something 1970 and uh, review it on the podcast. And also, uh, I happened to pick something that was from Denmark. Uh, so Denmark, is, we're always in the top like 50 in Denmark for whatever reason. So we have some awesome listeners in Denmark, and I want to give them a shout out as well through the same movie. So uh, this is a Danish film, uh, half Danish, half American film. It's called Reptili Reptilicus from 1961. It's over on Tubi. Uh, this is your standard kind of monster attacking the city. Uh, in this one, a bunch of people who are drilling for, I think it's um, quartz or something, uh, drill into blood and they're trying to figure out what the hell they were drilling into. So they have a team of scientists go and investigate and they find this giant reptile tail that was frozen Ooh, well. in the ground. I like that. So they bring it to, to a lab and they study it and stuff and they keep it in a frozen box to make sure that they can preserve the tail and do some tests on it. Uh, but one night in um, 
the lead doctor forgets to lock the fridge. So uh, the tail gets exposed to the elements and uh, thaws out. And then everyone who has who was invested in, you know, kind of the research for this tail are pissed off. But they notice that the tail is starting to heal itself from the wound that it got from the from the drill. And they're trying to figure out why. And they notice that the reptile is starting to rebuild itself. And it turns into a giant monster and it gets on the loose. And the, uh, the army is trying to like attack it and stuff. It's kind of like a Godzilla type monster, but uh, a little more... I guess reptile looking than Godzilla, um, like maybe like a gecko or something, but you know, mean looking. Um, overall, it's, it was actually a pretty good film. I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun ride. I mean, it's a very standard film. If you've seen a monster film from the 1950s or 60s, it's uh, a lot like a lot of them. One thing that I thought was super funny is there's a part in the movie where they completely forget about the monster and it goes into almost like a tourism video for Denmark where they're just going around like Denmark and showing some of the scenes and there's the guy he's bringing a girl and he's just like this is uh, this from uh, Copenhagen and this is the famous bridge and this is this and it's like a good five to ten minute scene of him just going around Denmark showing like different stuff so I thought that was really funny but uh, overall I'd say yeah check it out over on Tubi. Okay. Uh, all right, I'll go. Uh, my first one tonight is called Lucky. This is a story about a girl named Lucky. I know Sam will like that one. She's so lucky. She's a star, but she cry, cry, cries in her lonely heart saying, Dad. <laughs> Dad. All right. So, yeah. That's for all the Britney fans. Uh, but yeah, Lucky, uh, 2021 release currently on Shudder. You can watch it. Uh, but this one is about a uh, woman. She uh, is an uh, author, a famous author. And basically, she starts becoming uh, stalked by this man at night. Uh, he breaks into her house, uh, attempts to kill her. And like, uh, it's so weird, like, the husband wakes up and she's like, Hey, someone just broke into the house. He's like, yeah, I know this happens every single night. And she's like, what? And like, you know, then like she wake, you know, the guy, they like, you know, try to kill the guy. He disappears. Cops come all the things. She wakes up the next morning. Everything seems like completely normal. She goes like has breakfast and stuff. And, uh, like she realizes it wasn't a dream. Like this really happened. And like the husband's like, yeah, he's like, this happens every single night. Like, why are you like being weird about this? And uh, she's like, what, what the fuck is going on? Um, and the husband, like, he's like, I can't be around you when you're like this. So like he leaves, disappears. You, you basically don't see him for the rest of the movie. Uh, and this guy continues to come every single night and attempts to murder this woman. And uh, I'll leave it at that. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, Groundhog Day type scenario um, where, but you don't know if it's real or if this is all in her head. And it goes to a very interesting place. Um, overall, like, I thought it was definitely like an okay movie. I, I loved the uh, buildup and everything, but I think it falls a little flat um, with its ending. Um, you know, it, it kind of becomes a, a social commentary. I don't want to go too deep into it or anything like that, but, um, and you know, I, I think the message and the message is good and everything, but I think it was a little too heavy handed, um, the way it was, it was done. 
Um, I still think it's worth a watch though. Cause like there's a lot of interesting stuff in it and whatnot. So I, I think it's worth a one-time watch, but not something that like will be on my like top 10 or, uh, at the end of the year or anything like that. Sam. Um, I might wait. Cause Joe, were you going to talk about that? You started watching, um, them. Yeah, we can talk about that. Okay, I'll um, wait. It's okay. I want to give a quick shout out to, um, Paul Flores getting arrested Yes. a podcast Sam and I listened to a while back called In Your Own Backyard, where Kristen so Smart disappeared. Late 90s, he had a suspect, Paul Flores. I highly suggest that you listen to the podcast. It's excellent. And well, I guess I spoiled it, but that motherfucker and his dad both got arrested wow. today. Paul charged with murder, dad accessory to murder. Have you seen the um, interviews with his dad, Sam? No. I fucking hate him. When the, the oh my god, I'll have to watch them before I go to bed. YouTube them. The, tech, the detective okay. will ask him questions and he'll just be like, hmm, and then not say anything. Wow. He'll be like, when was the last time you talked about Kristen's disappearance? And he would just make a joke out of it. I just wanted to like punch him. Oh but my god. They're in jail. You know, that's, it's insane. I was watching a video before we took a nap earlier and um, they were doing a press conference. They haven't released why or like the evidence that definitely put the nail in the coffin um but they said they of course haven't found her but they're hoping to and i'm just like joe is like can you imagine being her family i'm like can you imagine being the guy who started the podcast like i feel like he definitely moved this case oh, yeah. and just made it reopen re and it's just like i hope he not that he did it for the credit but i just I, the press conference I was listening to, they they were like, um, this case was moved along thanks to like a podcast. Like they didn't say which one it was, um, but I hope like the cops don't take like just the full credit for it because that guy, I mean, just bless his soul and I and especially Paul Paul's mom, like she was like just being such a fucking bitch about it everything bitch. which i understand because it's like your son you're gonna think that he didn't do anything and maybe she does know maybe they're protecting her so it's like well the the dad and the son can go to jail and mom can be left left alone but i'm just like she she was awful to Kristen's parents yeah. and just about everything so i'm like what is she thinking yeah yeah i'm, I'm interested to see what the truth is finally you know yeah and closure for her family obviously really a really botched investigation like so botched. like we got cadaver dogs smelling bodies and we're not like but you know yeah. what that being said that wouldn't that wouldn't bring her back at least we're getting justice now hopefully justice yeah so fuck that See, guy I, fuck Ugh. that guy man fuck his dad too fuck off, fuck his mom and it's just like all of the like all of the evidence and especially like it still haunts me like um my uh fitbit will go off like at a certain time every day and i'm just i always think of how hers went off at 4 30 in the morning and they heard that in the backyard of wherever who was renting it and i'm just yeah. like there was in the earring with the blood so yeah. many things that they paul's didn't bed had, through. yeah paul's bed had her or a, a dead body dna on it or whatever it's like it's just Jeez. Steve, I feel like you should listen to it. It's so it's good. good one. You and your wife would really like it. I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. So justice for her finally, hopefully, and sheesh. Um, but my uh my movies for tonight are one of them is 
I did a 1960s film. I did 13 Ghosts, the original, William Castle, same guy that directed the um, House on Haunted Hill original one. And this one is like a, such a good time. Like, I can't imagine watching this in the theater. It starts off with William Castle in his office with like skeletons and like beakers and smoke and shit. And he's like talking to the audience directly, like, if you don't believe in ghosts, I want you to try these special glasses. And if you believe in them, look through the red. If you don't, look through the blue. But remember, like, keep your mind. It's just like so fun. The ghosts are, I mean, they were made in 1960, nothing to write home about, right? But it's just like the dedication that they did to the film, the acting, the setup. There's just something special about the acting back then. Like, it's just, it's just great. So I, I highly recommend it. It's far superior to the remake, in my opinion. I, I know Matthew Lillard is really fun in that movie, the remake, but the, the original is awesome. If you haven't seen 13 Ghosts original, it's first time watch for me. I highly recommend it. Let me look to see where it's on real quick. I believe it's on oh it's for sale on amazon so if you want to buy it i re uh, recommend it you know and this is i feel ahead, like Sam. i've missed a lot of um like i didn't even know 13 ghost had an original i just thought it was the remake like here's another one that i'm surprised about and so i can't wait to watch the the original yeah you'll have a lot of fun that sounds it. like a lot of fun it is mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can actually buy those glasses are like super easy to find. You can buy them on eBay. I actually just took a picture of them for, and I'll put them on the Discord for people who are interested in uh, seeing them because they are like very, very. Oh, cool! cool. That yeah. is cool. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna buy one. Yeah, those aren't original, are they? I don't think those are the originals, but you can find like the actual originals okay. for probably a little more money. But the re reprodu the reproductions are really cool too. Sweet. Wow. Um, all right, so my other one is also dedication. Uh, so uh, this week, uh, we heard the unfortunate news that uh, Giannato De Rossi uh, passed away. He was a makeup artist known mostly for doing uh, uh, Fulci films. So I decided, you know, it's been a while, so I'm going to go back and watch one of my favorites, which is uh, 1979's Zombie. Yeah. Uh, over, <laughs> over on Shudder. So this one, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it, but uh, basically a boat washes up in new york and it's got uh, a zombie in it and is that is it one one zombie it's one zombie in it and then he yep. uh, bites a cop and then the zombie gets dispatched but the cop goes to the hospital and uh, a bunch of stuff happens and the daughter of the person who uh owned the boat wants to know where her father is so it brings her with a journalist to an island where a doctor is trying to stop a disease from spreading where people are be uh, coming back from the dead uh, it's a really cool film. It's got amazing um, gore and it's got great zombie effects, which is why I wanted to honor DeRossi uh, specifically. He made one of the most iconic zombies in film history. I'm sure you've all at least seen the poster of this like decaying zombie with the worms in his eye. I mean, I, I remember that cover from when I was a kid at the you know, on VHS in the horror section of a store. It's just such an iconic cover and it's a really good movie and one that I think everyone should check out just it's, uh, it's a fun ride and definitely a classic so rest in peace uh Gionato de rossi uh you did some great work i love that movie and yeah, one, one of my favorite scenes in <clears throat> for zombies period is the barn scene yeah where they're slowly coming at him they're throwing molotovs it's such a good scene and it's it's a super slow movie too like the zombies yeah. are never like ultra threatening they just gang up on, oh and don't forget about the flicking splinter in the eye oh scene. the eye oh Ooh. my god oh so classic 
So oh, good. it's yeah, it's 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 so tough to watch, but so well made. Like, <laughs> yeah, he did a great fucking job. And, at, with that and the shark fighting a zombie. Oh, I, I just that's, read the story about that awesome. today. Did yeah, you? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they just tired the shark out. <laughs> <laughs> so he could film it and then they never knew when the shark was gonna actually like wake up and come out of the uh the days so it was super dangerous hell yeah bitch don't that's, make movies that, the same anymore that's a good stunt man one one that's super dangerous and two you would have Peta screaming for it but oh yeah holy crap amazing yeah that, i mean that's like it's one it's probably one of my favorite zombie movies ever made uh just a classic and fun fact i, I think i've talked about this on the podcast a couple times but when i was in high school we I think called the horror committee and we went on a public access television show to promote it. And we played the zombie, uh, so cool. uh eyeball scene. Did you, uh, did you say you had I can't imagine like flicking through like public access television and you see the fucking zombie eyeball scene. Uh, we brought the VHS, we brought the zombie VHS and we showed that. And we also show, showed the, uh, the Dawn of the dead scene where they ripped the uh, biker guy like to shreds. <laughs> do, you, do you still have record of that show? I so I have to message. I keep. I've said this you gotta before. Do but it, I man. Have to. I have to message my my buddy Steve because I think he has it recorded on VHS somewhere. <laughs> I'll see that if I, I'll awesome. see. I'll see if I can find it for sure. I'll message him right now. Actually, well, uh, well, I think it's Sam. Sam, you're up, right? Um. So yesterday was it yesterday or the day before? Joe and I started watching Amazon Prime's new show, which is called Them. And um, it's about, let me go to my little page. Sorry, guys. Okay, so um, it's a TV series, drama, horror, thriller. And um, I guess it's going to be, um, get out of here, Siri. I guess it's going to be, um, and what is it called, Joe? Uh, it's going to be apparently an anthology-based series where anthology, each season is going you. to be different, yeah. Yeah, and I was worried. I was thinking he meant each episode, and I was like, Ugh, "I'm I don't have the energy for that. Like a new whole world and universe each episode. But I guess it's going to be different each season. Um, but this season is about a black family that moves to an all white Los Angeles neighborhood, um, and they meet a force next door, and it taunts them, it destroys them, and then it also shows all of the racism that they had to deal with. Um, I don't know. So just thinking about this show. So I finished it. I think Joe still has a few episodes. Um, I was going to say like the acting is amazing, but it's like almost like my foot in my mouth where it's like, well, no shit. The acting is amazing because that's like what they really have to go through. And still this day, like it's very heavy, and I was just looking like on Twitter to see what some people thought. And it's just a lot of the people that were watching it that are black. They're like, I can't even like you face that every day. So what's the point in watching it on TV? Like it's almost, I don't know. It's almost like, um, making money off of their trauma and using their trauma as entertainment. So I don't know how I feel about it, but um, it's a really heavy show. There's an episode that I told Joe about. It's like episode seven, I think. Um, it's very, very, very disturbing. I almost wish I didn't watch it for this episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a good show, I guess. I don't really know what to say about it because now my thoughts are kind of changing about it. Um, but I guess maybe if you're not aware of how 
racism affects people if you're blind I would say watch this show because you will be which I was already truly disgusted by people acting like this but maybe it will open your eyes a little bit more if you're fucking blind um but yeah I'll let Joe talk about it yeah sure so um this show just came out I think like Thursday or Friday of last week on Amazon Prime and I saw a lot of people buzzing about it uh in horror forums and horror pages and stuff so I was like well let's give it a try um and I'm not Sam finished it last night I did not finish it yet I am uh six episodes in it's a 10 episode uh series but uh I'm really loving it so far it's like so well done um cinematography wise looks great aesthetically like pleasing to the eye like the colors and stuff composed by Mark Corvin, who also did The Witch, so shout out to him. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's just basically about, you know, um, it deals very heavily with, you know, racism in America during the, like, 1950s, um, about a uh, Black family from the South who move to uh, California to uh, live a better life. They move to this all-white neighborhood in Compton, uh, California, um, and yeah, basically, um, evil forces, uh, you know, there is like supernatural elements here at play. Um, I believe, I don't know, I don't know how it ends, but you know, they start seeing a lot of, uh, really like creepy, uh, I guess ghosts, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to end, but you know, these like weird forces are kind of at play that are kind of tricking their minds, kind of turning them crazy, um, and they're already going crazy because the whole neighborhood basically is trying to drive uh, this family out of the neighborhood as well. Uh, super good, super interesting. Um, obviously awful, like real. It you know it deals very heavily, um, you know, with with the racism um, and just just the awful things that you know were done to uh, you know the black people uh, during that time. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's great though, great show, and I highly recommend it. It's honestly, it's my favorite thing I've watched this year so far. I mean, I will see how it ends, and I'll, I'll update you guys next week. But what what era was this again? Uh, Nineteen. It's like the nineteen fifties ish. They call it, uh, it's the Jim Crow era. Is like how oh, they okay. they say it. Yeah, and it's the series takes place over a ten day period. So it's like day one they move, and yeah. then like so it goes like day two, day three, day four, and um yeah it's i mean very very good so far um i don't know sam did you i, I know sam said she wasn't sure like if she loved the ending um but I'm i mean it's i i maybe i guess i was it's just the genre that it kind like the subgenre that it could be in like what joe's talking about is it something um supernatural supernatural is it Maybe it's something demony. Who knows? I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, but I mean, leading up to that, I it was really good to watch, and I would still tell people to watch it. Um, but I will say that it has a lot of um, great actors and actresses in it, and then a familiar face, which if you are watching it, some of you guys might know. Um, so it's a married couple, and they have a young daughter. She's in high school, and then a younger daughter who's about to start kindergarten. Um, but the older daughter, which the character is Ruby Lee Emery, is played by Shahadi Wright Joseph, and she is in Us. So that was a... 
there's a scene of where she's like holding an axe and I kind of I was like oh this is nothing new to her just because of the scenes in us so I don't know I definitely check it out but it is really heavy and beware of I don't know what what episode it is I think it might now that Joe said he's only on six I think it might be six um but yeah I mean are you talking about the thing you told me about yeah yeah, yeah, I saw that, and it's it's the most disturbing thing in the show so far, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a very it's episode five, and it is very heavy. That's the episode everyone kind of talks about. You know, I, I know a lot of people said they had to kind of take a break after watching that episode. So, so but the black community doesn't really like it because it's fictionalizing real stuff. Is that the issue? Um, I think they're just exhausted and it's like, here's another thing that we have to see on TV. Like, it's like, we've are, we already know this. We've already known this. Like, yeah, just reliving trauma and continuing on the trauma that they are still going through. Right. I mean, for me, like, I'm just like, I was watching it with Sam and I'm like, how are they like that patient? Like like back then? Cause like, you know, it's, it's like, you know, some of you watch this shit and just like the way, you know, they're treated and stuff. I mean, they, and it was sadly, that's really how they were treated back then. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. And I'm just like, how could they bite their tongues and yeah. like, just, you know, take it on the chin like that. And it's just like, so like, as you know, as a white person, like watching it, I'm just like, wow, like, how could we like, let this happen? You know? Yeah. And like, just like the scenes get worse and more, um, I don't know. So like just starting off when they move into the house, all of the white wives, there's like one leader of the street because she was the first one on the street and she wants to keep it like a so-called safe white neighborhood and the family moves in. And so the next day they all grab their chairs. They all grab like card playing tables. They grab their drinks, umbrellas, and they literally just all camp out in front of their house blaring their radios just staring at them the whole time and it like each day gets worse and worse of how they're um like torturing this family it's crazy it's yeah yeah and we're obviously we're focusing on the the racism stuff which obviously is like the you know the a massive part of the show how but you know we're failing to mention a lot of the horror elements and the horror elements are done like really well in this show as well Mm -hmm. like there is like some genuinely you know creepy moments um which i don't want to give anything away but yeah it's it's, not to give anything away it's very good i've seen like a lot of people comparing it to like obviously like jordan peele style horror movies but i I don't know I, i think there's like it's a very like different it's a lot more like heavy handed um than like i feel like peel um does it but uh i mean yeah i mean it's really good so far so so far so really good and i'll update you next week because i'm can't i can't wait to finish it you know i mean i would have binged it with sam last night if i if i didn't have to leave for work but uh yeah i'm excited to finish it all right my next one is a rewatch watched with the family and it's 2004 Shaun of the dead um, I mean, not a lot to say about it. I, it's a, it's an excellent film. Um, some of the jokes are a little old, but I mean, then again, it's from 2004 and, you know, sometimes comedy doesn't really age that well. Um, but that being said, it's just such a fun movie. The, the acting is great. The relationships with Sean and Ed are like, it's just a, a, a nice bromance. Um, the cast is like, 
you got the you know the strong girlfriend you got the stupid nerd annoying guy that everyone hates and he gets dismembered it's awesome um i just i mean i love it if you haven't seen Shaun of the dead i don't know what you're doing watch it but it's uh good for kids there's only a couple minor gross out scenes other than that it's super good so Shaun of the dead is excellent and i sold 19 copies today of my book so yeah 400,000 more of those i can pay off my mortgage <laughs> so <laughs> come on denmark right yeah That's awesome, Todd. congratulations thank you Shaun of the dead it's good stuff. I don't think it's my favorite though in the trilogy. I think uh, Hot Fuzz is my favorite out of the three, personally. What'd your kids think of it? My son liked it a lot. My daughter doesn't like anything I like, so yeah. <laughs> she's in that she's in that phase right now. Yeah, right. I actually went on a first date to watch that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it with uh, Mandels? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, trivia. All right. Oh. Let me- Wait, can I say something real quick before we do trivia? Do it. It's kind of like a what watched, but since I only did one, I'm just going to slip this in real quick. So, um, Office. I don't know if I talked to you guys about where I was at last time, but Michael's already left. Anyway, we're on um, Robert California, and we just watched the Halloween episode, and Gabe... How has no one snatched Gabe off of the street? Come on. Like, he is such a horror fan. Yeah. It was the episode where they have the Halloween party and Gabe gives Aaron a tape to play. And it's kind of like the tape from the <laughs> ring and everyone's so frightened in the office and they're like, Oh my God, what is this? And then when Gabe wanted to go on the date with one of the girls from the warehouse, he was like, how about we go to a cemetery and drink wine? And I look at Joe and I'm like, how has no one married Gabe yet? Sam would have snatched him <laughs> He's up. Perfect. He's perfect. <laughs> I just had to give you my little office update. I think we all totally would have hung out with Gabe. He's hilarious. Yeah. What was his costume in that one? Was that uh, Lady Gaga in that episode? No, that no, was the before. That uh, his costume that episode, he like dressed as a skeleton with Kelly and Toby, and they did like the skeleton dance. Because <laughs> he heard that Kelly and Toby were going to do it. So he was like, so I thought, sure, I'll join in. Why not? <laughs> Thanks for having me. That's just funny. All right. Well, All the right. scores are as follows. Myself in first place with 43. Joe second place with 38. Steve third with 32. Sam fourth with 27. Anyone's game. Who would like to begin? Let's start it off. I'll start us off uh, with a listener question coming mm-hmm. from Rise okay, Horror Corner. <laughs> so thank you to Rise Horror Corner for this one. Uh, all right. So, how many years did it take to get aliens made? Twelve. Let's go seven. Counting. Todd's, really, Todd's counting. in deep. Todd's in deep thought here. Now there's a siren outside, and that's not normal for here. <laughs> oh, it's the purge. Oh shit. That'd be that'd be fun. Um, oh, don't get me started. I'm just trying to think when Alien came out, if it was 78 or 79. I believe it was 79, so that means 87 for Alien. So let's go eight years. All right. Steve is correct with no. seven years. Oh. According, Steve. To, according to Rise Horror Coin. I, I love how you torture uh, Todd anyway and make him think he has a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. like, why even let him answer? Exactly. Oh, Some and bullshit. fun. And fun fact, uh, Sam and I went over to uh, my parents' house because it was my dad's birthday this weekend, and my brother 
created his own Jeopardy board and there was a horror category. Oh. And and Sam and I didn't even sweep the board. Uh, what? <laughs> no, but I oh, well dear. a couple people uh, I messed up a question actually. It was uh yeah, let's um, ask him that question. Yeah. How many movies are in the Halloween franchise? And Just think about it in Jeopardy form. Like you have to think fast, you know. What like, is twelve? That's what I said, Todd. Isn't it? Because he's gonna get to thirteen before Friday thirteenth. Thirteen doesn't come out until the third new one, right? Is it currently eleven have been made? The twelfth uh, one's coming out. I this got year. it right though, guys, yeah. but Joe blurted out the answer. I well, did. So I just want to say that. I would have got wrong too. <laughs> but we did win Jeopardy, so Halloween Kills isn't twelve? Uh it is, but it's not out yet. Ah, some bullshit. Yeah. I would have accepted that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve, you go since you got it right. All right. Uh, first question comes to us from Mondo, so thank you very much for that. He says, in The Bride of Chucky, who plays the housekeeper who discovers the dead dead newlyweds in the motel room? Oh. I oh, totally man, forgot I can't even remember her. that scene. No, I didn't even know someone famous played her. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. Shoot. Yeah, I don't. I couldn't even tell you. D. Wallace. You guys give up? Yeah. It's uh, Kathy N- N- Jimmy. Oh. From Hocus Pocus fame. And oh, Sister Act and... that's fun. I have yeah. not seen that. That's the movie I haven't seen in a while, actually. In its entirety, anyway. Sister Act? <laughs> Sister Act. I haven't seen that in a while, either. Yeah. I remember liking both of those Sister Act movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're, they're, Sister they're pretty Act's good. great. Jennifer Love, Love Hewitt you. is in two, yeah. Yeah. Is she really? Wow. Yeah. A young Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Yeah. Hill, yeah. yeah. That's right. yeah. When Jesus walked. <laughs> Jesus walked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy day. <laughs> la, 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 la. La, 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 la. All right. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do a big one here because I don't think Uh-oh. anyone will get this. So it's gonna be three points. Whoa! Three Shit. points. One answer required only. Who uh, from Jedi Mind? Who was originally cast to play Corporal Hicks in Aliens? Jodie Foster. Corporal Hicks is a man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you never know. <laughs> Jodie Foster. <laughs> Child Jodie <Correct>. Foster. <laughs> uh, oh boy. I have no idea. Kevin Costner? No. I'm going to go like something like crazy, like Jack Nicholson. No, that'd be fucking crazy. Yeah, I know. A lot of folks are going crazy say, here. I say we nuke it from orbit. Yeah. That's my Jack Nicholson. <laughs> my Michael Keaton. Negative. The answer is James Ramar. Oh. Uh, oh. Dexter's okay. dad. Yeah, Dexter's, Dexter's dad. dad. Oh, okay. He was Lo- in um... Lord Raiden in the terrible oh. Annihilation. <laughs> He was He's in a the cute Warriors. Dad. Cute Warriors, right? Warriors, yeah. yes. Yeah, Warriors, yeah. All right. Nice. Sammy. Right. Okay. This question comes from Captain Amazing. Shout out to you. All righty. Who gave Warwick Davis permission to film Leprechaun? George Lucas. Who was that? Todd or Steve? That's Todd. It's Todd. That's All righty, Todd. A point right. for you. Yay. Permission? 
I, I had no idea. I guessed it just because wow, he, he was in Star Wars. So I was like, maybe Lucas said something. Yeah. Does, does he own your soul when you do Star Wars? Like, why? Prob- yeah, probably. He probably was under- Maybe he was in contract. Like, Yeah, he was, he was probably under contract. And, uh, like, maybe it said he couldn't do, like, horror movies or something. Yeah. yeah. That's lame. Just like when they Disney stopped Paul Rudd from signing Bastards. Right. Yeah. All right, Joe. Cool. All right. This one's for Sam. don't do this because then the pressure's on (laughs) then i end up missing the point and this is how you guys win okay and get out don't do it get out what cereal does rose eat fruit loops nice correct (laughs) i was like i was gonna say spoon jeremy teacup (laughs) camera (laughs) in a little freakish way too separate phone charger (laughs) tsa yeah we get shit done. Uh, so this is a question inspired by uh, Ryan. Oh. Uh, the Rise Horror Corner, Ryan. Because there are three of them. Um, which famous director convinced Orrin Pelly to change the ending to Paranormal Activity? Um, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Joe's right. Steven Spielberg, Spielberg yeah. did? Oh, wow. Oh, really? What's the story with that? He, uh, I, I think his production company had something to do with it and he got the screener and he thought it was so scary that he stopped it midway through to watch it the next day Let's and see. he said he absolutely <laughs> adored the movie but the ending was weak so he asked him to change it do we yeah. know what the old ending was yeah, there, there's, yeah, there's three the, endings you, you can watch the i've seen the original ending the original ending she like uh she kills micah and then like kills herself she like slits her throat right. i That's think right. yeah so I think that that might be the ending he's talking about. Obviously, the way it ends is like she throws his body at the camera, right? If I'm that's not a weak ending in my opinion, yeah. though. But yeah, the, like, yeah, the ghost kind of the like, one they yeah. went with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's kind of creepy because like you hear her footsteps like slowly coming up the stairs. So like that's pretty cool. Like it's like pretty uh, tense, but then yeah, it kind of is like lackluster, like how it ends. Uh, but well, all right, all on the board with one point each. Mm-hmm. Looking good. Who's up? It's you. It's me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What movie am I? I'll give you a series of hints. What movie am I? Small town sheriff. Overeating, liking that red meat. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Incorrect. Space slugs. Oh, Slither? Slither it is. Nice. My next next thing would be Tremors. You guys like Tremors? The first one. Yeah, yeah the second one. The first one. I was so frightened of the first one. I think the first three are good, actually. Yeah. And then actually, there's like nine of them now. I actually saw Slither at a Horicon um, before it was released. And James Gunn and oh, cool. um, James Gunn and what's his face? Was Michael there. Rooker. Michael Rooker, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I met him. He's, uh, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> yeah, I met Rooker, him with my yeah. Son. Yeah. Yeah. He, I saw him when he before he was even on walking dead it was years and years ago but i i had him sign my it was actually that con he did slither it was he was promoting slither but i had him sign my henry uh dvd yeah Mm -hmm. back when he had hair yeah i'll I'll put a picture on the i'll put a picture in the discord i'll send it to you guys tonight though um all right is it my turn i think Uh, sam oh sam okay oh my turn okay all righty name Oh, interesting. Name the evolutions of the monsters and trimmers. 
um, slugs, um, bipeds or walking or whatever you want to call it, and then flying. No? Okay. Nope. Oh, <laughs> never mind. She, she, okay. She, I she, mean, she, I think maybe more specific. I don't remember like how these names work, so I can't give you like a hint. I all I know is maybe more specific. Oh, like names of what they named them. Yeah. Oh, graboids, walkoids, and flyoids. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Yeah, I couldn't name them. Okay, I, yeah, I haven't seen Tremors. Todd, I'm going to give you two more guesses. You got the Graboids right. Yeah, I, was, I knew Graboids for sure, but I Are we don't... talking about like from part two and three? That's what he's looking for? Just says name the evolutions of the monsters in Tremors. There's two more. I don't know what he's looking for because in part two, they start walking and in part three, they fly. So, But do what are their names? Walkoids and flyoids. All I have right, no idea. Guys. Graboids, shriekers, and ass blasters. Ooh, ass blasters. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right, Joe. Nice. Okay. How many members of the Sawyer family die in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Four. Zero. Zero? What'd you say, Steve? Four. Totally Four. Sam? Two? Okay, the correct answer is one. The only <sighs> member of the Sawyer family that dies, it's the hitchhiker. He gets hit by the truck. At the oh, end the you're movie. right. Darn. All right, yeah. good one. Dang it. Uh, all right, my last question. Uh, although never confirmed, Steven Spielberg is rumored to have secretly directed this horror classic. Ooh. Oh, a Poltergeist. That's correct. No, you said... Oh, never mind. Yeah. Oh, damn it! I was thinking you said Stephen King. No, <laughs> no. Those are, so this is the did first. Did you say? Spielberg. Spielberg. So oh. th this is the first week in like probably three months. I've had to write my own questions for uh, for two of them. So I decided to do a theme: two Spielberg questions for yeah. today's movie. Yeah, makes sense. Good one. Yeah. All right. You guys think he did it? You guys think he actually directed that movie? Or I think it was confirmed. Was it? I forgot well, where I watched it, but like he had a big hand in it for yeah, sure. He definitely had a big hand. But yeah. like I heard the Hooper, like yeah, yeah. But you know, Hooper What's did a, the movie. Who, Sorry, I'm Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Yeah, directed by Toby Hooper, Texas Chainsaw, which you know we just did the question on, but right. uh, but produced by Spielberg and supposedly Spielberg like was very very involved with it. So. Yeah, and notorious rough shoot too. Right, mm. and then. The daughter character being murdered in real life, and then the, the girl curse, yeah, dying, yeah, yeah. sucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, another. What movie am I? Ooh. In another life, I captured ghosts. Okay, and then a, a different character we're talking about now. I fought in Star Wars. I break the fourth wall and talk to the audience. That's it. That's all I got. That's all we get, huh? Let me let me rephrase it because it might be a little confusing. Okay. Okay, one character. I'm talking about one character right now. Okay. In another character, life, character or the actor? Actor. All right. The actor. Actor. Okay. In another life, I captured ghosts. Now a different actor. I fought in Star Wars. And then all together. This movie breaks the fourth wall and talks to the audience. 
Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Incorrect. We're looking for a movie, though, right? Yes, movie title. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, oh, I sorry. Have, I got <laughs> Maybe I should have thought this one better through. Oh. <laughs> um, you're at, you're now, asking how I would ask it, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so I need a movie title. Okay. One of the actors used to capture ghosts. Mm-hmm. Another one of the actors was in Star Wars. They break the fourth wall and talk to the audience. It's within the last five years. Ooh. Oh. What, what do they talk to the audience? And according to me and Joe, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the dead don't die. Correct. Oh, yeah, it is. Damn, um, I, I, I sucked. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> well, Steve got points, though. Who was in Star Wars? Um, uh, Adam Driver. Is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, never seen it. And then I'm talking about Bill Murray capturing Bill Ghost, Murray. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I kept thinking of Ghostbusters, but I was like, what is Todd asking for? I did a Sammy. That's a fun question. Okay. I got a bonus. I still need to go. All right. Never mind. Okay. All righty. Who worked as a temporary set builder on Halloween and would later go on to be a horror icon? Kane Hodder. Uh, let's go uh, Robert England. I don't know. Pass. All righty. Robert England was in charge of the dead oh. leaves. Nice. So dead Steve leaves? gets the point. Wow, interesting. Wow, cool. Steve with the big four tonight. Ooh. All right, Steve. Coming out of retirement. Be in yeah. the dust. Okay. Ready for a bonus? Oh, hit it. Yes, okay. Dad. This is a t- this is a tagline. Oh no. But I'm not going to give the full tagline because it it would give away pretty the much title. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Sleep all day, party all night. Lost Never boys. Old. Yes. It's fun to be a vampire. So it's fun. yeah. Sleep all day, party all night. Never grow old. Never die. It's fun to be a vampire. Yay! All right. Any other bonuses out there? No bonuses, but nope. I have a question no just to get your opinion. Sure. Hit it. Um, so if you guys were to be turned into a vampire, what age would you want to be turned? Because that's the age you're going to be forever. Well, appear to be forever anyway. 21. Yeah, yeah that's a, I was thinking around that age too, because like you can do everything, but you're still young. Can't rent a car. <laughs> yeah, I guess... <laughs> I was gonna say like yeah like maybe I'd say twenty five. Yeah, I was gonna say that, or I was gonna say just like early thirties. But I don't know. You're you're better. You're in better shape and stuff in your twenties. So yeah, twenty five. I like twenty five, Sam. That's but you're gonna be a vampire, so you're gonna be strong. Well, is, still, I get what you're saying, true. but yeah, yeah, okay. I like mid mid twenties is good. Yeah, I'll go twenty two. Top my which is probably my top physical condition. So twenty two. So are, are you asking in general or? Like if we went back in time and had to pluck ourselves out of a time. <laughs> pluck in general, I think. Okay, because if it was if I was plucking myself out of time, uh, I think I peaked at eighteen. <laughs> like that was my. Aww, <laughs> stop. Yeah. That's when I was, like went to the gym all the time and had hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> would you want to date a fellow vampire or would you just keep dating normal girls and then just breaking up with them like every 
10 years (laughs) or maybe five years if you didn't eat them probably just vampires then you get sad right when they die and get old and yeah yeah i just go out and eat them all of course you you like (laughs) if if you like the regular girl you could just make her a vampire right i guess all right twilight I'd be like Jackie Daytona and just take off every <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Change your name. <laughs> yeah. Run a bar somewhere. Yeah. Sponsor women's volleyball or right. rated. <laughs> the uh oh the donut company uh that uh I've gotten donuts from before that do horror donuts just did uh what we do in the shadow donuts. Uh, cool. I'll post I'll, oh. I'll post those in the Discord too. Do we do we know when that season's coming out? Season three? Yeah, yeah. Held up. Mm, fucking filming probably. COVID mm-hmm. fucked everything up. Yeah. All right, here's the trivia scores. As but maybe end. it'll come oh. in October because I think they should air it, air it in the fall, not like the winter, yeah. spring. I, I agree. Like they, do. they need to do like uh, themed episodes too, like a Christmas episode. Oh, yeah. This episode would be amazing. I yeah. feel like they did do a Halloween episode, didn't they? I thought. Did they? I could be, I could be wrong, but I just sent pictures of the what we do in the Shadow Donuts in the chat if you guys want to see. But I'll put some in the Discord too for the listeners. All right, points. Myself, still in first place with 45. Joe, second place with 40. Steve, a strong outing, 36. Sam with 28. Any man or woman's game. And send them those questions because I truly need it, as you can see from the last <laughs> question I asked. Uh, are we doing news? Um, I got a few. I got a, I got a few news stories for tonight if we want to do a couple news stories. Um, so let's talk the trailer. Who picked this trailer? <laughs> I'm assuming Joe. Well, okay, so yeah, let's so uh, let's talk this trailer. Uh, Zack Snyder, of course, has released a well, he's releasing a new movie called Army of the Dead. Um, very, very hyped. Obviously, it's been talked about for a while now. It's his return to the zombie genre after doing, of course, Dawn of the Dead, which was you know considered one of the best you know horror remakes that's come out in the past probably twenty years. Um, and the trailer released today. So what did everyone think? Um, I'm like mixed opinion about it. Uh, I do love that it looks to be really like high action. Uh, a lot of really cool visual things going on. Uh, they're in Las Vegas, so that's really cool. Uh, I like the weapons that they're using. And honestly, it kind of reminds me of like a Dead Rising type game. Um but that's also kind of my complaint about it. It seems more like a game than a zombie movie. The zombies seem too smart and organized. And it's got like a, like, yeah, I guess Land of the Dead slash, like video games do this a lot. It's like signature zombies. And I don't know. It's just, I'm really halfway on it. Like, I think it could be great. Like, it could be pretty bad. Uh, so I guess we'll remain to be seen, but I, I'll still watch it. It's on Netflix, so there's really nothing to lose with it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I think, I know what you're talking about with like the signature zombies, like they focus on, like in this one, it's like a, maybe a burlesque dancer, queen-ish, whatever. You got a tiger. I just don't know. I'm not really too hot on uh, smart zombies. I like it where it's more, you know, Night Living Dead, you got one using a brick to open window or you got even with big daddy and land of the dead is stretching it you know picking up rifles and things like that but i still like that movie a lot this one seems like they're kissing and they're like partying and that's kind of weird that being said i do like Zack snyder um i love Dawn of the dead remake so i'm optimistic but i'm also ready for it to not be good but i want it to be great so we'll see 
The tiger looks better than down uh, Walking Dead tiger for sure, though. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm with Steve and Todd. I mean, if it's, I'm not expecting it to be great. I don't know. I feel like it's like Joe and I watched it, and I just had a blank like stare on my face because I'm like why what is this definitely looks jam-packed with action but I'm like bro all of those fucking zombies like you guys are dead I don't care how many bazookas you have like you're not surviving this sorry um but then Joe and I were talking about like what's the setup because well Joe I'm sure I'll go into it but yeah I mean no I I don't know I probably won't watch it if I don't have to, but I'll watch it if I need to. Oh, yeah. we're covering it. Oh, yeah. we. I think this is one we'll definitely cover, especially since it'll be on Why? Netflix. Why? Because it's like very, it's going to be a, it's a major release and it's been okay, like fine. super hyped for a while. Then um, it looks like I'm watching it. So <laughs> I, you know, I really have high hopes for it. <laughs> yeah. So it comes out next month, uh, May 21st, I believe it is on Netflix. So keep it out. We'll definitely be covering for the show, I think. But uh, who's the guy though? Is he a wrestler? Batista. Yeah. yeah Dave Batista. I don't He's know a how I feel about him. That uh, that was kind of my like big thing. So I did know a lot about this movie. So when I saw Bautista in the trailer right away, I was like, uh, all right, so this isn't really He's a- good, though. You watched him in Blade Runner, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, Guardians he's okay. of the Galaxy. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, he's all right. Okay, but all like, right. But like, I was hoping more that it was going to be like a horror movie. But it really, it's looking yeah. more like it's an action movie, you know? Um, Like horror action, I guess, sort of. Um, so that was like a little disappointing, uh, kind of looks more like a suicide squad type thing. Maybe like I was getting like those vibes, like more comic book, uh, style than in horror. Um, but it looks like it could definitely be a fun time, but like, so Sam mentioned like the setup. So I'm like, okay, so I'm assuming that like the world isn't, there isn't like an apocalypse going on because like, why else are they going and trying to get all this money out? Cause like, does money matter at this point? <laughs> like, so that's like that's my big question with the movie because like otherwise like why the fuck do you need money like if this is like isolated yeah that's what i was thinking too it has to be right like otherwise it would make no fucking sense because if it's Mm -hmm. like a walking dead world why are you going looking to get money out of a bank vault in you know las vegas or something so yeah i mean it looks kind of cool so it basically is like oceans 11 with zombies right that's kind of what it like that's kind of what i was thinking um so it has the potential to be fun but um I'm very going in with very low expectations after watching the trailer. All right. Well, All right. And what actually, what, one thing I did want to mention, um, just like a mini horror news segment, I guess, is um, they announced today that they are remaking uh, Slumber Party Massacre uh, and is going to be coming to the Sci Fi Network from the director of the Banana Splits movie um, okay. that we just watched, um, which is a, a female director, um, Danishka Eterhazi, if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but she will be directing it. Uh, it's going to be uh, from Shout uh, Studios. Uh, and the script is going to be written by Suzanne Kylie, So it will be like pretty much an all-female uh, driven thing. Um, and she wrote episodes of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, the cast includes Hannah Ganera, Francis Schulto-Douglas, Milla Rain, Alex McGregor, and Ray's Tiana Wessels. Uh, you tell me if you know any of those names because none of them um, I bring look it up. Uh, thing for me. But uh, the new take on the film... Uh, 
So a quick plot synopsis, a female high school student slumber party turns into a bloodbath as a newly escaped psychotic killer, serial killer, wielding a power drill prowls her neighborhood. So, I mean, it sounds exactly like um, this original, but the director went on to say, uh, remaking one of the seminal films of Roger Corman and Amy Holden Jones's early work is exciting and audacious, but there are uh, no better. Oh, I'm sorry. This was the studio that said this, uh, but there are no better hands in which to place the challenge to than Danishka Ederhezi and Suzanne Kiley and the team at Blue Ice Productions. Their creative vision will both honor the Corman ethos and captivate today's audiences, said uh, Shout. Uh, shouts head of original content development so uh i don't know any thoughts on this did they shout out amy holden jones they that? did okay mm-hmm. i just heard roger corman like she's a director he was just producing but mm-hmm. I, li- I, I like the original a lot and i don't see this one being good just based on the <laughs> studio so yeah and yeah. sci-fi network right, right. i mean We'll see. You know, it could be fun. Like the fact that it was like the Banana Splits uh, movie director. I mean, I thought that movie oh, was going to be trash. And it, it was, was good. good time. It was fun. And fun fact, actually, Sam uh, took a picture, but for whatever reason, it didn't send through. But we found a set of four Banana Splits bobbleheads at the comic shop the other day. And I wanted to buy them so bad because like it just reminded me of the movie. But we didn't. Sam, I see you, your head down there doing some research. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I recognize any of these ladies. Any of the the ladies in it? Yeah. Yeah. So far, no, but that no. doesn't mean anything. Um. Yeah. So when you said sci-fi, that's when I made my little noise. But then with like having um the women being involved, I had a little more hope for. So we'll see. Yeah, you lost me on sci-fi. That was, that was like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look on the bright side. Yeah. No. That's uh, terrible. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe something we'll cover. Who knows? You know, we'll see what what the schedule looks like for this. Well, it probably won't come out till next year because it hasn't been made yet. But uh, we shall see. And in one other mini bit of uh, horror news here, um, Alex Vincent and Christina Lee have officially signed on for the Chucky TV series, which had been rumored for a long time, but it was made official um, this week. So congratulations to them. Hopefully, um, I like that they're bringing in a lot of the original cast and stuff. So hopefully it is good. The fact that it's on Sci-Fi Network, I think, concerns us all. But well, maybe they're knows? trying to be more like, yeah, maybe they're sure. Yeah, you know, maybe I, I hope, hopefully, leaf. hopefully. <laughs> all right. You guys want to talk about Honeydew? something further north. Help! Sam! Did you leave the hazards on? Did I leave the hazards on? Hi. We were just wondering if we could borrow your phone. Oh, please, please. Where are my manners? You two must be starving. Room for dessert? (laughs) 
there's no uh, online or phone service over here. Sam? You like cardamom? We were overindulging in God's feet. Riley? But we have been given an opportunity for absolution. So we may be judged in this image. Honeydew. Let's do it, honey. Honeydew, honey daddy. Honeydew. Honeydew, honey do, baby. It's a honeydew. Honeydew. <laughs> honeydew. Build me up like you always do. Enough. That's around. enough. Okay. <laughs> honeydew. You must be starving. That's the tagline. Um, okay. Like uh, 106 minutes long. Says it's a 2020 release, but I'm assuming we're doing a 2021 release, right? That's probably like festival. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. Yeah, it, it got released uh, April 13th, so just a couple days ago Ugh. was its official. Actually, well, today of the recording, but when you guys listen to it, a few days later. So yeah, it's out VOD now. So out on VOD, we had a screener, um, but it's out on VOD, like Joe said. And I'm gonna read off the synopsis here. Strange cravings and hallucinations befall a young couple after seeking shelter in the home of an aging farmer and her peculiar son. So a uh, boyfriend-girlfriend team, one of them is a struggling actor or aspiring actor. He's running lines. They're going on like on a little uh, camping trip. They pull over a camp on some private land. Late at night after they're done banging, this guy comes and says, hey, this is private land. You need to get out of here. And they're like, really, man? He's like, yeah, get out. When I come back, you better I not be this. here. I love this. You like that? You better not be here. And the guy's like, oh, okay, thanks. Um, oh, man, but the car won't start. Dang it. That always happens, right? And then they have no uh, cell reception. So they're walking, come across a random house. They go up to the door. Nice old lady comes out. Yeah, she's staring at the, the dude. He's a good hunk of man meat. Uh, Steven Spielberg's son, which is Sawyer Spielberg. Ooh, okay. He's a hottie, I guess. Um, she's staring at him. So you, things are really off, right? So she invites him in saying, yeah, like, um, I'll call someone out. He's an older man. It'll take a while to come out here and hook up your car and we'll be good to go. Meanwhile, make yourself at home. She starts frying up some steaks. Then it's exposed or revealed that she has a son that's, I guess we'll call him special needs right now. He's, you know, sitting there. He got kicked in the face by a bull, allegedly. And now he's just like pretty like vacant. He just sits there and grunts and things like that. She's super pushy. Um, she wants to feed him all this stuff. Uh, she invites them to stay over to the night, which they oblige, and then they get drugged, and things go from there. Um, who would like to take over? Get off my property. If I come back here in two hours, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> um, sure, I'll start us off because I feel like uh, – so after seeing Stephen Todd's uh, – letterbox rings i feel like my uh my thoughts might be a little different on this movie um i actually enjoyed this movie quite a bit uh i gotta say um you know yeah it has problems sure um is it a little cliche at times yeah 
Um, but I, I do think there is some like really interesting stuff going on here as well. Um, it definitely gave me uh, like, it felt like almost like a wrong turn movie in a lot of ways, you know, um, it does go to some weird places, but man, I, I really enjoyed the ride with this one. Like I thought the buildup was great. Um, you know, it's a bit of a slow burn, but man, the ten like I was never bored. Like the tension is just building throughout the whole movie. And you know that the ball is going to drop eventually, um, you know, with this, you know, great creepy old lady um, who was great in uh, Barbara Kingsley, I believe it was played by. Um, she was great in this, like, as just this, like, really just like creepy old lady. And I mean, yeah, like, sure. You're like, you know, if you, you do have to sort of turn your brain off. Cause like, you know, like the whole time I think Sam and I were watching it, like, you're like, why wouldn't you just get the fuck out of there? Like, right. Like it's so fucking like just creepy and just like weird. But I'm like, you know, I'm like, I said to Sam, I'm like, well, like, what are they going to do? Right. Like they don't have a car. So we're just going to start like walking down like a dark like road or something like that. So like, you know, like, you know, I, I went with it, you know, and I, I had a good time with it. I do feel my name, my big negative is it is a bit long. Like an, it's an hour and 50 minutes about probably could have been trimmed down about an hour and a half. And you'd probably have an even better movie here. Um, but it goes to some dark places and, uh, I, I appreciated that. Um, it's a bit, I think it could have been cleaned up though, a little bit. Um, you know, this, this was the director's, uh, feature film debut. So I think, you know, you, you, you give them a little bit more of slack, uh, with this. I am anyway. Um, cause I think the script could have been tidied up a little bit. Um, but we'll get more into that, I guess, when we get into spoilers, but so I'll let someone else go. Um, I'll hop on. So Joe was like, Hey, I'm going to be watching honeydew. And this was before we, um, decided we are going to cover it on the show. And I had no interest in watching it. I didn't really know what it was about. I think he told me, but I just kind of was not paying attention. And so he started it and, um, just the way that it was shot, I was like, okay, well, this looks interesting. Maybe I'll watch five minutes and then, um, an hour and 46 minutes later, you know, we're done with it. So, um, def I'm definitely with Joe. Like it's the director's first time. Um, I'm wondering if I was not tricked, but if I was more, um, willing to sit through it with all of the like slide shots and the transitions. Um, I, I was really interested in it. So I was like, where's this going to go? And of course with S Steven Spielberg's son, um, and then the, um, main actress, um, Malin Barr, uh, she was a really great actress. So I was like, let me watch it, blah, blah. Then I saw that it had Lena Dunham in it. Not that I'm a Lena fan. I don't hate her. I don't like her. I'm whatever, but I was interested in seeing where she was going to be at. Um, but yeah, there's, I'm looking at the poster and I'm like, if I would have seen the poster, I think I would have known more of where it was going. But like I said, I was going into it pretty blind. Um, even just looking at the poster, it makes my stomach feel a little sick, but yeah, I feel like, um, if this was, if I was in this situation, which it's like, well, could have, should have, would have, whatever. Um, I definitely would have walked away. I would have risked my life cause you're going to die anyway. So I would have just walked in the dark and, um, there's a few creepy parts in this movie for sure. 
Um, I feel like sometimes, um, (laughs) Sam and Riley, like they're kind of strange. I feel like they're such a good team, but then, uh, where Sam goes upstairs to kind of indulge in all of the food, Riley's like, like she's chilling in a towel, like just on the, the fence. Like what if someone comes, like you have that feeling in your stomach that something's not right, but she's just chilling on the bed in a towel. I'm like, no, Riley, get some shoes on. We need to get dressed because something's about to happen. Um, so yeah, I'm not mad that I watched it. Uh, I didn't hate it. I don't really, I'm not sure if I have anything negative to say, but I think once maybe, um, Steve and Todd talk a little bit more about it, maybe that'll pick it out of my mind, but yeah. So it's not normal to just jerk off in the shower at someone's house. You know, I know. I was like, here we go again. <laughs> Same old Joe shit, huh? Same old Joe <laughs> shit. <laughs> Sam's in the on the bed in the towel and he's jerking in the freaking bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? Like if you're like if you're gonna make yourself at home, you might as well sleep with your beautiful girlfriend. Like that that uh basement didn't really set the mood. I don't know why he'd want me jerking oh. off down. Okay, there. but it must have because he was jerking <laughs> off in the shower. Yeah, yeah. He had a stress. He had a stressful day. He just well, he smashed. He, he smashed earlier though, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, they did have sex in the tent. You know? Yeah, you better get out of here. Yes. <laughs> so. Take it, Steve. All right. Um. So I, I didn't know anything about this movie going in other than uh, Steven Spielberg's son was in it. I actually thought he directed it and then found out he was just acting in it. So that bummed me out a little bit. Um, at first glance, for uh, Sam touched on it a little bit. The way it was edited and spliced was really cool. Like it was unique for a horror film. You see that in comic films sometimes, but not in horror. And I thought that was really cool. It was really giving kind of a different way of looking into a movie. Although... Either I got used to it, or I don't remember the second half of the movie having much of it. It's almost like they didn't use it as much. It was like really heavy at the beginning, and then it just kind of went away. Um, so that that was something I thought was weird. I love the score. Uh, I thought this uh, movie had a great score overall, so it was good at setting the mood and stuff. Uh, very well acted, uh, particularly uh, Barbara Kinsley, who was the old lady. She was like freaky, man. Like uh, Jeff really sold her uh, her role so that that was really cool uh it's just my issue with the movie and we'll go into spoilers later is that like you guys have said i just didn't understand the character's motivations for a lot of it uh you know they go up to a house and they get invited in by the super obviously creepy old lady and this creepy house and they just kind of eat there and no problem like you said they're you know who's taking a shower <laughs> like why are you taking a shower it's so odd and the jerking off thing and it's just it was super and they're watching cartoons and that super weird show in the basement and i don't know it was just super creepy it uh, yeah uh Mal Barr says in the interview it's kind of like hansel and gretel kind of going to uh you know the candy house so i mm-hmm. thought that was a cool um yeah i like that yeah it's a cool comparison and I, I do agree with that like they make themselves comfortable because instead of sleeping in a dirty tent and they have access to a shower and a house and all that stuff so that that i understood it's just at, at, at times i was like where is this going and i found a lot of the scenes just pointless like they just sit there for so long in some scenes where they're just sitting at the table watching cartoons and uh the guy he and he gets the munchies so he goes upstairs and starts eating out of the fridge and just totally making himself comfortable you know it's it's just uh, it was an odd movie and there's definitely some issues particularly late, later on but uh 
I'll let Todd give his thoughts first. Uh, well, I'm, I'm right with you, Steve, 100%. So we can go on to spoiler territory. Although I thought the music was strange and a little too quirky, I guess. Um, and then what was with like the animal breathing throughout the score? Like there was a... Uh... Yeah, I, I think it was just kind of just uh, an uneasy mood, you know, that they're trying to give for, yeah. Maybe okay. because they're going to be hunted? Like maybe it's maybe. like... Um... Um, yeah, I don't know. But I, I cited here too, like him jerking off in the bathroom. They're just really way too comfortable for the situation they're in. You know, they're mm -hmm. essentially getting invited in to a random stranger's house and they're jerking off and sleeping on the bed nude. And then, yeah, like you said, character motivation is weird. Like you're going upstairs to eat treats. Like, this isn't your house. Yeah. You're opening someone's fridge. Why are you eating all the fucking cupcakes? You fucking, you got high. Blood like he got the protein out he got five different sides Everything. out and dessert yeah. and i'm like if you eat anything it can't be noticeable that you yeah, had seriously. they really cravings. did yeah. it was kind of weird like yeah like he, they really he got a make, new pie it was like he was at his like grandmother's house or something yeah <laughs> he got a fresh so pie that's, yeah that's interesting with the whole um what malin said about the hand hansel and gretel thing i'm yeah. like okay yeah um and then just like some odd things, like when the when they were tied to the pole, it sounded like she was having an orgasm the entire time. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Um, no, you didn't, Joe. Shaking her head. Okay, well, no, I, did. I didn't. She's just like, uh, uh, <laughs> like all right. Um, and I didn't think there was a payoff. I thought it was crescendoed into nothing. I mean, it's it's terrible at the end. Don't get me wrong. That's like terrifying to be held hostage and you can't even think practically. But the way it drove us to like the ending, like when they're like, oh, he's breaking out. The guy's got some brains left, he's helping them. And then boom, cut to them, they're fucked. I'm like, oh, I, I kind of didn't like that. I kind of wanted them. I thought the better story was them winning at the end personally. Um, well, yeah. And then, and her goal is just to fatten people up. Is that it? Well, so that's like where I have a, I guess my main issue where the movie is. I felt like it was a bit, muddled right like what their motivation is like so like they get to this like really weird thing where like you know you find this girl their daughter right in a casket or whatever and they're talking about like a whole religious sort of motivation but i think but like i didn't it felt a little muddled like i wasn't maybe you guys picked it up more but like I didn't understand exactly what their motivation was for doing this. I, I have no idea what it was. And in the beginning, you have the religion when she's recording her whatever, and that place right. throughout the day. And then now she doesn't have arms or legs. It's like, why? I know the girl gave that. She kept saying like, oh, she gives the ultimate sacrifice. But what? And for what reason? I didn't, I didn't get right that. and like they're e yeah and they're like obviously they're eating her and like feeding people body parts and stuff and it, i know it's some sort of religious like thing obviously because i i know they kept talking about it and like they talked about this higher power so i guess they're just like in a cult maybe or something like that but that was my biggest issue with this movie with this movie um was just like I, it was a little i was a little confused about why it was all happening yeah, and then you bring in the Goonie character, who's uh, like her son that just sits there and watches cartoons and 
drinks milk actually, in the I, grossest I, I, way ever. <laughs> I, I actually really enjoyed his character, though. I really did. <laughs> That was her. I don't think that was her son, though. It, was, was it wasn't. Another... She called it her son. Yeah. But it was, right. it wasn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Just it. It was just so weird. Like it. It was like I get it. it made it made it super uncomfortable that he was there and he didn't say anything. And then he's drinking the milk so super grossly. And what was it, what was it? That it was she was feeding him, right? That's what it was. Like. Uh, yeah. Well, he was like he, he was the original like guy, right? Like you know he. Well, was, not like, not the original. He's. Just well, the previous uh, one, right? The yeah, last he was the, victim, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. Because we see pictures throughout the house of all the people that they've done this to. Um, so yeah, he was the the last uh, one to do it. it, which is you know the reveal you find out. But I mean, I that's like I guess where I could see why Todd maybe didn't love the end. So I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I actually liked the ending that it went to like kind of a dark place, you know, than your usual kind of happy ending. You know, I like a dark ending here and there. Um, but I could see why, you know, obviously like this uh, Goonie or whatever I think, right? Is that his name? Goonie? I don't remember. Um, but he had this opportunity to be like the hero and, you know, it could have made for like a really like uplifting ending, I guess, with him being the hero. But, you know, his heroics end up being like for nothing, unfortunately. Yeah. So I could see why that would bump some people out. And who cares if he threatens to kill her when the cop's outside? Call for the cop. Right. Call for I the know. cop. Like, come on. There's he every time. Like a, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no sense. Time. She had a knife. Like, <laughs> and then he walks away. That's when you call for the cop. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, we're held. We're held in here by a hostage. Pull your gun out <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot of stuff like that in in the movie that just I, I just didn't understand. Uh, you know, I was talking about it earlier when they're in the basement. They're watching that weird show. It seemed to have some kind of meaning about something, but I couldn't figure it out. Like, it, but they they were on it so long that, yep. that you're like, why? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the hallucinations like, too was the same thing. Like, I just why? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they definitely cut something out, like with that guy on the TV, because I feel like there should have been more with him. Um, and maybe we just missed like the message that, that they were conveying, like in the background noise like of the thing but you can't like do it like that right so my assumption is like maybe he's the cult leader or something like that and this is like part of like why they're doing it but like i so the way i i explained this i think to steve i think in chat or something i just like this movie to me felt like wrong turn meets texas chainsaw massacre without leatherface like involved that's just like how that was the mm -hmm. feel it gave off to me I saw in another review that someone was like, I feel like this is what uh, Leatherface, is, the Sawyer family does when Leatherface isn't around the house, like when they're waiting for him <laughs> just to come back. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think of the hallucinations? You know, it was a, like, it was a, I guess, entertaining to see what they were, but they didn't really do yeah, anything to me. Yeah. It was, like, it was useless um, to me. Like that was one thing that definitely could have been cut. Like it just, it did not like further the plot really didn't do much for me. So I think that's a scene that definitely could have been cut to cut in this uh, runtime a little bit. Um, I have a question. So if you were um, Sam, do you guys think that you would have not knowing that we've seen so many horror movies and we have this feeling, but if you were stranded, car didn't work, had to walk to a house, would you have stayed with your girlfriend that I feel like you would want to protect and make sure everything's fine? Would you guys have stayed? 
like, or just maybe stayed, but not have made yourself so welcomed or would you all be on the alert? Like, what would you have done? So I think I like my, I definitely have like a, like, I always usually follow my intuition. Like if I have like a really bad feeling, um, I probably would have been like, listen, like we gotta like, like, let's be nice. We'll have, we'll like, we'll sit down, we'll like eat or whatever. But I don't think I'd actually don't eat. even I don't eat. know. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Don't eat. Like I think I don't think I'd sit. It. I think I'd sit there for a little bit, but then I'd be like, all right, we we got we're gonna get going, like um, or something, or like I called like my friend, he's gonna come pick us up or something, and then just start like walking down the road or something, and be like, Let, we'll go find another house to stay at, or we'll go find like more uh, help somewhere else, because like I just had a bad feeling, uh, in that situation. So I think that's what I would do. Did you see her fingers? Like <laughs> they were <they're> like <laughs> super black and disgusting, and yeah, you would eat there. <laughs> like I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't actually eat. I think I would just like pretend to like be nice. Move the know, food on the plate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Until she brought out the cupcake, and I'd be like, oh, shit, all right. I mean. <laughs> yeah, Joe would have <laughs> fallen for the cupcakes. Yeah, I, there's no way I'm stepping foot in that house. It, <laughs> she it was probably, creepy that while she, yeah. they were still on the porch. Like, yeah. just the way she was looking at Sawyer was super creepy. Yeah. Do we Honestly, think that Delilah, who uh, Lena Dunham played, do we think that's her actual daughter, or was she also a passerby or now trapped in their house forever i took it as that it was just like their actual daughter yeah, yeah me too because sure. they they put so much care into putting all those bible verses inside her coffin and with the glass they could look at her and stuff uh, she felt more special than mm-hmm. goonie for example right where yeah. so yeah so i think that was their real daughter yeah. okay well um what about the scene that i wanted to vomit on yeah, I mean, as fucked up. So, like, obviously, the way the movie ends, uh, yeah, I mean, you think they're going to escape, and they don't, unfortunately. They both get lobotomized, pretty much, uh, just become just like how Goonie was. Uh, and what we, you know, see at the very end is Lena Dunham's character. Um, basically, she, the old lady picks her up and puts her on uh Sawyer's uh character there and well they're basically... both sitting on the bed like in bear right costumes, yeah they're both with their limb they with bear their costumes limb... on I don't remember that they were wearing some kind of costume okay well yeah and she basically with their limbs cut off yeah, with the, both their limbs yeah all their limbs are cut off and she has them like have sex to make like a baby like basically just like you know raping like forced rape on the two of them super disturbing uh as you see um Malin Barr's character crying with like blood streaming down her face and cut to black pretty much that's how this movie ends super dark disturbing I personally like the ending like I liked that they kind of went like the dark route like it's not always a happy ending so um I mean I dug it it was disturbing it was uh fucked up and uh I dug it (laughs) Well, with Malin's character, like she was pregnant, right? That's right. She was. Yeah. So do you think it's Sam's baby or do you think it's Goonie's baby? I think she was pregnant before. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, like she's just like, because they didn't cut off because her limbs were still all attached. Right. So like, it's not like, I don't think they like did a force rape with her, but they may have. Right. Like, because she's like 
kind of brainless too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's possible. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're just like doing the force rape with both of the women so they can have grandkids and turn them into the next because right they're getting older so they need someone to carry on the family tradition of doing this sick shit so maybe that's what they're going for yeah and i didn't not like the ending i just didn't like the build-up to it yeah like i thought they were going a different round and i appreciate it was it was twisted man super twisted and Mm -hmm. her tears where i can't imagine being essentially like locked into your own body because there's got to be some awareness left for her to be upset right well yeah i mean look at goonie right he like goonie had that awareness right to like save them you know so there's definitely like a little bit of you still in there you know it's almost kind of like you're in the sunken place right like you get out it's like sort of like that like you know like the lights are on sort of (laughs) yeah man and and that one you're you're banging old white ladies (laughs) and this one right limbs cut off and stuff yeah Yeah. messed up I'm along the same lines. I just didn't feel like they earned the ending. Um, There's just too much randomness before to really make that ending more impactful. Uh, I think if they had explained their motivations more, uh, what her character, Lena Dunham's character, was actually kind of more about and stuff like that, then the ending might have been more powerful and more memorable because I feel an ending like that should be something that would like stick in my mind for the rest of the year. But I have a feeling by the summer, I won't even fucking remember this film and like, it'll just be gone because it didn't earn like it's ending kind of like a St. Maud earned its ending, you know? So that I'll remember, but this is just like, eh. I don't know. I was very like, kind of, there's some cool scenes, you know, some stuff that I liked. I, I like the use of colors in the different rooms and the atmosphere and stuff like that. But overall it was just, you know, I really think oh. if you cut out cut out the hallucinations, you got a couple points higher for me. Right, you know, I agree. Get, get yeah. to it quicker, because mm-hmm. um, the build up, man, the setup, and the ending is cool, just not in the way it was put together, like you said. So, in my opinion, um, yeah. I mean, you guys got anything else to add? I don't think so. I think we covered it all pretty good. Uh, rate this fucker. Sure. Uh, yeah. So like I said, I, I mean, I enjoyed this. Like I found it very comparable to like a wrong turn movie. And if I'm comparing it to the wrong turn movie we just did recently, you guys might be surprised, but I actually enjoyed this more than oh, I, I enjoyed I that wrong turn movie. I um, so, you know, I really enjoyed the ride. Um, the more we talked about it, obviously I can totally understand the negatives, but uh, I would watch this again. Like I, I did enjoy this. Um, so originally I think I had a, a, like a a seven and a half coming in, but, you know, discussing it tonight, I definitely understand it it is a bit muddled for sure. Um, after discussing it and I I think, you know, that that's definitely problematic. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven. This is tough. Um, so, I mean, I did enjoy it for, what it had to offer. And I feel like just everything was kind of part of the package deal with this one. Um, just very like slow and patiently creepy impatiently maybe. Um, so I don't know. I would recommend for folks to watch this one just because that scene is kind of disturbing. Um, I thought the actors and actresses did great and the older lady is creepy as fuck. Um, and this is like one of my biggest fears too. So I'm going to give it, um, I feel like Joe's score should be higher than mine, but I'm also going to give it a, um, a seven. 
You take it, Steve. Uh, see, I, it was just too muddled for me. Uh, too many pointless scenes. Too, it just didn't register with me all that much. Uh, I actually preferred Wrong Turn a little bit, like just a little bit. Uh, what sa- what gives a big saving grace for me is the per- performances in this movie. Uh, I think Barbara Kinsley could be one of my contenders for best performance of the year. Uh, she was so good as the creepy old lady. Uh, so much so that when even the thought of interviewing her, even though we didn't, but the thought of interviewing her, I was like, it'd be so weird because she's so weird in the movie. Like, how could she be a normal person in real life, you know? Because uh, she did such a great job. And I thought um, Alan also did a great job. So I'm at a five out of 10. That is my score as well. Five out of 10 or one and a half stars on Letterboxd. Um, yeah, I mean, acting was great. I, setup was cool. Um, just didn't like the choices for the characters and didn't like some of the fluff in between. So five, I did prefer it over wrong turn just because I thought wrong turn was kind of like not a wrong turn movie. You know what I mean? And this one had better actors except for Damien, which was pretty good in the last one, but the actors in this one were, were fucking excellent. So nothing wrong with that at all. So five out of 10. All right. Well, speaking of actors, you get to hear our interview with one of the lead actors of Honeydew, um, Alan Barr. So make sure you stick around for that. Yeah, and it's it's nice to because we, we speak to so many directors that mm-hmm. it was nice for a change to speak to an actor. Yes. And, but I will say, and maybe it's just my, you know, I guess noobness in the, in the genre, but because she was on camera, it's always weird to watch a movie and then see that person like talking to you face to face. Just, God, it was odd. But uh, yeah, great interview, great person, really nice girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and ch- check it out. Yeah, and fun, f- fun fact. Uh, Sam, uh, during the interview, I found out that they filmed this movie in Massachusetts. So I told Sam we should try to go and see if we can uh, find a couple of filming locations because oh, yeah. I think that could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so next week we'll talk about Killer Clowns. Yes. Killer Clowns. Watch out, or they'll put cotton candy on your face. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Ooh, okay, remake. Remake. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun one. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Denmarkians. Yes. Thank you, Denmark. We, we really appreciate you <laughs> Denmarkians, listening. Denmarkians, Steve. Denmarkians. <laughs> Shout out to Denmark. All right. All right. Shout out to everyone who listens. Shout out to everyone on Discord. Shout out to, you know, there's a lot of people that share our podcast, and I appreciate that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, thank you so much. Shout out to Weezer Faces Cats. Yeah. Aw, how sweet. See a lot of cats. Yes. My cat's an asshole, so I always appreciate a cat that's nice. Yes. Todd, I'm going to need some more cat photos in the chat. Freaking cat doesn't even let me pet her, and I've had her since she was a kitten for like 13 years, so. Oh, how sweet. Mean old cat. Yeah. And right. if you if you appreciate and love us and you haven't done it yet, leave us a five-star review Ooh, I like that. on yeah, iTunes or wherever you listen to us because it really helps us and we'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Tell your friends. Yes. Tell one friend and then that friend tells one friend and then he tells <laughs> a friend and they tell a friend. Oh. And so on and so on. <laughs> exactly. <and> so on. <laughs> Is that Wayne's World? Yeah, Is that Wayne's, Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Enjoy Bye. the interview. Bye. Bye. Watch out for those vanilla cupcakes. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, where today we are joined by a very special guest 
Her new movie, Honeydew, hits VOD on April 13th, where she plays one of the lead roles with her character, Riley, actress Malin Barr. Malin, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Uh, so uh, why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about uh, Honey, what Honeydew is about and your character, Riley. Absolutely. Honeydew is a... I'm going to say very strange and s- wonderful, yet um, scary, creepy, uh, yet humorous yeah. horror film about um, a couple that goes up to um, Riley and Sam, who go up uh, to do a research um, little trip, a research trip for botany, which is what Riley is studying. and. Um, ends up in a little bit more trouble than they would have liked to as uh, their car breaks down. Very classic. But then a lot of other crazy things happen. I don't want to ruin too much. Yeah, to no, no, definitely um, not. <laughs> yeah. However, yeah, we- Riley, Riley is a, I, I always describe her as a, you know, very ambitious and caring, yet a little bit controlling Virgo, which really tries, you know, she tries to control everything, I think, in a way. Um, she's a botany student and she is up to do this little research trip with her and she brings her boyfriend Sam who is her very polar opposite their relationship is not really functioning that well and um, I'm a Virgo myself so I always you know see a resemblance I'm not as controlling as Riley but (laughs) I think that she really tries to you know fix Sam um, in order to fix the relationship and doesn't really it doesn't really work out as they would like it to but um why I really liked her is I I found her interesting in the script from the beginning is that she sort of is the the one who wears the pants in the relationship and she's the one who fixes the car and and you know knows where they're going and the responsible one so I really found that um very fun to play and I I love their bickering myself I think it's fun (laughs) Yeah, no, great. We we actually, yeah, we both just watched it uh, the other day and we both, uh, we both dug it for sure. So definitely uh, excited for people to check it out. Um, so uh, how, how did you get involved with this project? Well, I auditioned for it. I mean, now it's about, it's a, a few years, two years ago, maybe. But yeah, I auditioned for it and, and had callbacks with um, the dev. I met dev and he's obviously a very talented and, and unique, amazing um director and writer um and I think you know I I felt like we sort of hit it off and I felt good with with the role um of Riley straight from the top I think I was actually the first person to get cast which is kind of an honor I would say Hmm, um and then a little later I met um Sawyer when he came in to read with me and I felt you know I felt like our chemistry as as Sam and Riley just kind of was very natural and and great from the top so I was really excited to get to work together on the actual film um and then from there you know I just knew that it was going to be a really fun trip we had our first reading where we met um Barbara and Steven and already just reading through the whole script with that cast was just a it's just a blast we you know there's so many weird fun scenes and strange characters there's you know it's 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 there was a lot of laughter right from the top and we just knew that it was going to get better on set. <laughs> so I heard you mention uh, 
uh, Deborah Milburn, who is, of course, the uh, director for this movie. And I, I uh, looked up and I saw that he this was his actually uh, his feature film debut. So uh, how was it working with a, a director like that? I don't I don't know if I could say I noticed that I think Dev yeah. is very, you know, he's Dev is such a brilliant director. I remember just reading through the script the first time and writer and director and he I just I really loved the script the first time I read it I thought it was very unique and it was a different type of horror film that I had never I've never experienced before or, or read anything like it I, I thought he really described the different you know different characters and the different meetings and you know it was sort of as a take on a, on a um what's it called? Hansel and Gretel story, uh, oh, but yeah, also yeah. very different, you know, with, and choosing to have these, this kind of slow paced, drawn out um, movie that follows, that the suspension is built slowly and it follows these strange characters and it's sort of mere, more about the, the characters and their experience than a lot of action all the time. And me being European, I really like that. Um, and I really liked that it was weird and and um, so yeah, the script is brilliant, obviously. And and working with Dev was just a lot of fun. You know, he's just as fun of a guy and unique as this, the script is. Um, so very very much feels like it is him, and it's very easy to work with in the sense that he knows. I felt like he had a very clear vision of what he wanted from the movie and yeah. from the characters when we came in, but then also um really letting us play with it so like I mentioned there is scenes that are pretty long and pretty slow paced and you know with me and and Barbara and Sawyer um as Sam Riley and Karen sitting at the table and it's really there's a lot of pauses and awkward moments hanging in the air and just getting to do that and you know it, it would just take its time and then at the end of it we were like bursting out laughing because it was it gets really funny and awkward um, and I think that's also brilliant that he would let us just play everything out. There was no rush to it. We would get to, you know, create our characters and and then take our time to explore what they, you know, what they were experiencing and then always trust that he always, you know, he would get what he needed. And if he needed something else, he would say so. But yeah, I think a great balance between really taking control over it, over what he wanted and the vision that he wanted and letting it be playful and fun and the the whole cast and crew had so much fun off and on set so awesome that helps yeah yeah no absolutely um so when you were reading the script was there like a moment or a certain scene without spoiling obviously but uh where you were like oh i definitely need to be a part of this movie yeah there was um for the first audition we had a i think there was two scenes that one of them actually is not in the film but it is partly it was partly um, where they are sitting by the campfire when they just decided to stay over. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not going to ruin anything because it's not, I don't think this one actually, it didn't end up in the script, just a sh very short version of it. Um, but it was, it was kind of because of their relationship because it was a scene of maybe three pages where they were just bickering and Riley had fixed the car and, and Sam, couldn't get the fire going and you know his his man ego was was hurt and she tried to be like oh well let just let me do it then and he's like hmm. no I can do it I can do it. you know like it, it was just that fun bickering back and forth of like 
Riley being not very content about the fact that she needs to fix the car and now she needs to fix the fire and he doesn't do anything. And it was, I don't know, it was just a relationship between the two of them that I was like, this yeah. is brilliant. It's really funny. It's dark, but it's still comedic and quick and, and having those two people end up in a, you know, in a strange house and being a horror movie, I think it's just such a fun contrast. No, no, definitely. Um, the atmosphere in this movie, it, I loved it. It just feels so genuine. Uh, whereabouts did you guys film this? We filmed it in Massachusetts, in New England. Oh, awesome. That's where I'm from. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I live, in, I live in Salem. Oh, cool. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. too far from there, I think. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was just, um, you know, a, a few different uh, locations, but very rural in the middle of, uh, you know, one was barn and one was a, a house and very old house that I think had been a post post office at some point I don't know but yeah it was very much um just the rural location which for me is always you know it's it's helpful um mm -hmm. for method acting if you want to say that but just in, in general or just being on a set that really feels uh genuine um also the you know the sequence without ruining it too much but towards the end when there's a pole involved and you know all mm -hmm. of that was pretty scary you know yeah. it was dark and it was out there there was a field right next to it so you know you you were really allowed to work with what you had around you so that i i really enjoy that personally and it was mm -hmm. beautiful out there that's great yeah i'm gonna have to do some research i might have to see if i can find some of the filming locations now <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. i couldn't tell you exactly where it is but yeah you should yeah, well, sure that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Barbara King Kingsley just gives what a performance like her performance is this, uh, you know, creepy, unnerving, just older woman. Man, she, she really nailed it. Uh, how, how was she to work with? She's amazing. I, I love Barbara. I think she, uh, I, I, I think she's, you know, she, you can tell that she's had a lot of experience in acting and, and theater. Mm -hmm. You know, she also came in, um, had done a lot of work. Uh, we were we were laughing about the fact that, you know, her character, Karen, obviously says a lot of things a lot of times. And we were like, where are we in the script now? Like, we're in the scene because she keeps repeating things. You know, how many times she says, hi, Sam. Hi, Riley. And, and um, but she's so brilliant. And, you know, she really created a strong character. And it's always like that if you work with talented actors, I, I, as Riley, who very much was sort of the, the you know, the audience, kind of playing the audience part in the, in the sense that everyone, Riley just experiences everything and, and takes in everyone and tries to deal with it um, a little bit more than, than Sam, that's just more, in a way, more passive and distraught and just kind of also a problem for, for Riley to deal with. But I think in that sense, it was so great that Barbara, you know, just watching her performance and getting to act off her, there was so much to to act off and, and react to. Um, and it was really hard to keep together sometimes. I mean, me and Sawyer were at points just like, there was a point where we sit on the couch when, when we just come into the house and I, there was, you know, that scene, we just, I, we couldn't do it at one point because we just kept laughing every time because of her performance, because uh, it was so funny. Um, so yeah, I'm honored to have worked with her and I, I really hope to work with her again. Is horror a genre that you'd like to keep uh, doing? And is there a subgenre of horror you'd like to tackle next? I have never really worked in horror before. And 
I have said to, to a few other people that horror was never like, it was never my favorite genre to watch because I just can't, tend to get kind of scared and I can't watch it by myself. I get nightmares and I need to like sleep with my light on. Uh, very silly, but that's me. Um, so I was really excited to, to work in it because it's such a different experience to work on a set of horror than, than watching horror. And um, you don't get as scared, funny enough. Um, and I, it was really fun. And I also think that there was a, a, an aspect to the fact that I really like horrors that have a specific idea behind them. Like, you know, this also was sort of a, I felt like a comment on food industry in a sense. So I thought that was a really smart aspect of it. And um, I'd like to do, I, I would definitely love to do it again. Um, I also, I mean, I love comedy. It's like polar opposite of horror, I guess, but you know, not really. I think you can give and take on things. And um, I'm currently, I just started shooting um, a show today, which is Mysteries, is a Agatha Christie show. Um, so that's a very different genre. Still sort of horror, not horror, but mystery and mm -hmm. and crime, but, but with very, you know, strange comedic characters. Um, that's really fun. I love I love drama, but I would definitely I definitely like to work more in comedy when, when that comes along. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because we've interviewed you know quite a few actors, and they've they've always mentioned that they find comedy and horror to be very similar genres. So that that's very interesting to hear you say that yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as obviously a horror podcast and horror fans, we, we definitely would love to see more horror movies from you for sure. Cause we, we uh, enjoyed this one, but uh, Malin, before we let you go, is there anything else maybe you'd like to promote or any upcoming movies or anything else you got going on? I mean, at this point, I'm just very happy to be working after having this pandemic year that we're yeah. all experiencing. So, you know, I'll give a shout out to the show in Sweden that I'm currently working on. I'm currently in Sweden. Um, it's called Hearson. It's probably not going to be in the U.S., but maybe. Um, and then other, otherwise, I'm, I'm writing a lot myself now. So hopefully, hopefully I'll have some, some news about um, films that I'm shooting myself that I've written. Awesome. So. Well, fantastic. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great nice day. like a chunky monkey now, but he used to come in at an even 400. Who's that, Pete? Goonie. My son got kicked <coughs> by a bull about six months ago, right in the face. Hasn't been the same. <laughs>